Welcome to Readers of the Lost Drafts. I am the co-host, Zach. And I am another co-host, Eric. In <laughs> uh, this edition of what I just said. <laughs> <laughs> what did he say? <laughs> the year! <laughs> we are reading The Last Action Hero by Zach Penn and Adam Leff. Dated September 9th, 1991. Mm. It's a horrible year. My sisters were born. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. They don't listen to this. <laughs> okay. First of all, starting with uh, Zach Penn. Um, just really like this guy. At least I like yeah, his, his didn't work. He show, didn't his name show up on another script we read? I believe it did. Um, I don't see it in my most notable stuff. Uh, but yeah, this is the first script he sold at age 23. Nice. So my hat off to him. Yeah. Just a great way to start. <laughs> um, I'm going to read off some of his, uh, top titles here. He has the story credit for X-Men 2. Nice. Uh, he also has a story, a story credit in the Avengers, huh. which I did not know about before. Uh, he wrote the incredible Hulk. Nice. I like that one. I yeah. think it gets a lot of flack, but I liked it. I think at the time everybody liked it. Like, yeah. I don't remember anybody complaining about it when it came out first. I think it was later whenever they found out Ed Norton and Joss mm. Whedon didn't get along probably. Yeah. But you know what? Deal with it. <laughs> Just checking my microphone, making sure it's good. <laughs> All right. He also did uh, The Grand, which we watched together. Oh. That's with, um, who was it, Woody Harrelson? Yeah, Woody Harrelson. Yep, I encourage everyone to check out that movie. The Grand, 2007, Woody Harrelson, David Cross, a bunch of good <laughs> guys. Which... It's kind of funny. It was improv yeah. most of the time, so yeah, he's at least very good at building <laughs> structures. <laughs> um, back on topic here, he also created Alphas on the Sci-Fi Channel. Oh, okay. Which is just oh, love that show so much. I only got two seasons, but mm. it was like realistic X-Men, pretty much. And he is currently working on Ready Player One. Oh, nice. And here we have Adam Leff. <laughs> Poor guy. Uh, he did a PCU with Zach Penn and the classic Biodome. <laughs> classic. <laughs> and for some reason, his writing credits end there just all together. Wow. Uh, yeah. That's a sad after place like to end. Aw- yeah, seriously. I guess like after the awful feeling of releasing Biodome, he just uh, <laughs> he he only produced like two other things and stopped. Mm. I just feel like <laughs> it's like a Sandlot moment. I feel like Adam really got into sixties <laughs> and no one ever saw him again. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, not too much going on for Adam. Mm. 
movie wise. Yeah. Uh, you know, uh, before we get into it, I think I remember hearing about these writers being treated pretty poorly by the studio. Uh, yeah. Because I think I remember they're like, it just sounded like they're both like on the brink of quitting <laughs> before they even started. Yeah. Like, I don't know. So yeah, that's our intro for the last action hero, <laughs> which I'm glad they dropped the in the title. Oh yeah, for the because you don't need it. Yeah, <laughs> just a preposition. Yeah, it looks a lot snappier without that. I think a lot of movies look better without the in front of it. Mm. That's just me, I guess. I don't know. So you ready to dive in here? Let's do it. All right, page one starts with a single quote from Hamlet, which I'm not, it's not in anybody's dialogue. <laughs> Is it supposed to be superimposed, I guess? I don't know. Maybe. Uh, what does it say, Eric? The spirit that I have seen may be the devil, and the devil hath power to assume a pleasing shape. Yea, and perhaps out of my weakness and melancholy abuses me to damn me. Is that what you're looking pretty for? Good. Yeah, it's pretty good. <laughs> hey, man, I could do Shakespeare. Yeah, you just did. <laughs> this is your audition tape. <laughs> but yeah, I'll tell you what. Uh, first time through, didn't mean too much to me. Mm. Whenever you said it here. Um, yeah, I guess it shines through a little bit. Yeah. Not crazy about it, but anyway, getting into it. Unless you have a uh, something to say about that. Uh, no, I don't think so. All right. Whew. Interior Beverly Center Mall. Just a very busy. <laughs> I wrote busty. <laughs> wow. You were thinking about all the women. <laughs> That's right. Nineties California. Actually, it is uh, cliched L.A. extras yeah. pretty much in here. Uh, Four-story mall. Um, nothing too out of the ordinary for like an 80s slash 90s <laughs> action movie. Uh, cut to three Aryan mercs, specifically Aryan, because yep. Hollywood can't have white bad guys for some reason. <laughs> uh, just They're just blending in. Yeah, blending in with air quotes there, people. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Uh, gray business suits, uh, stoic sunglasses. Uh, they converge together when their watch is set off at, all at once. Uh, it's in quotes. These are some badass hitmen. I just, <laughs> just hate re- reading stuff like that. Yeah. I was so pumped going into this after, <laughs> you know, what Zach did. I'm just like, oh no, early stuff. <laughs> Yeah, anyway, we should come uh, to expect these... this from first <laughs> drafts by now. <laughs> Our hopes are just always so high. <laughs> we keep expecting first drafts to be like the shooting script of the movie. <laughs> yeah. I know. It was even like our premise starting this. It's like, let's just see how they change so much. Yeah. And it's like, oh. Yep. Pretty much our mood on the whole industry, I feel. <laughs> Getting into it. This game is so awesome. Ugh. 
<laughs> We're not jaded at all. We just drank our water at the same time. Yeah. Okay. We're in sync. This so is going to be these... a good one. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> not even 11 o'clock yet. <laughs> so uh, these pros start uh, loading their guns and attaching silencers, unnerving the uh, elevator operator <laughs> to stand there. And that's a job. Yep. Maybe in the <laughs> 40s. I know, right? It's like, what the hell? Uh, okay. It's very clear he said uh, four-story mall mm-hmm. in the description. They come up onto the sixth floor. <laughs> <laughs> the door opens to Arno Slater. Toughest, strongest, hardest to kill action hero ever. I love how... That's- Obvious it is that Arno Slater is supposed to be Arnold Schwarzenegger from the very beginning. Like just and I'm the just name. thinking, yeah, seriously. I was just wondering, like, were these guys so ambitious they thought they were gonna get him? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like, honestly, the script like doesn't really work unless it is him because it's seriously. so like heavy on his references. Yeah, I, I'm just like I definitely like the uh, change to Jack Slater because it, oh, it sounds yeah, for sure. much. Because Arno is such a weird name, and it's like a little yeah. awkward whenever <laughs> it's mentioned. Like, every time I read it, I'm it like, ah, I don't know, something about that just can't. I don't know, it doesn't feel right. Yeah. Well, I think another thing is, uh, in this script, it really didn't focus on uh, his real life counterpart at all. Yeah, that's true. So it's just one character. Yeah. So in that sense, it kind of works. But what it turned into was just obviously better. Yeah. So, yeah, let's continue with the uh, <laughs> the mighty superior script here. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, it's like every time. <laughs> It's gonna be a good one. <laughs> oh, but yeah. Um, door opens to Arno Slater. Uh, <laughs> the operator actually says, "Last stop." <laughs> Arno answers, "Everybody out." <laughs> Not the best, uh, you know, oh, punchline. Yeah. <laughs> it's horrible. Um, yeah, my expectations went from like, I don't know, probably a eight out of 10 to like, oh man, we're going down to a three. <laughs> this is one of those instances where I imagine like, uh, this is where people get their own writers, you know? Oh uh, yeah. Like this is me, like Arno's personal. Wow. <laughs> I just called it Arnold Schwarzenegger Arno. Hey man, you're in with him. You, you know him by his nickname. <laughs> Anyway, I feel like this is when uh, an actor's personal writer would be like, wow, no, fuck that. Yeah. We can do better. <laughs> like, yeah, com- yeah, comparing his first <laughs> one-liner in this to his first one-liner in the movie, uh, they definitely made a huge step up. Because I, j- yeah. I just watched the movie a couple hours ago, and like 
the first thing, his first one-liner is, do you want to be a farmer? Here's a couple of acres. And he kicks the guy in the nuts. <laughs> then he flag 10 feet away or something, yeah. too. Oh, man. Oh, Jesus. So good. Yep. <laughs> Here's a few acres. <laughs> but, yeah. Uh, back to the script. Uh, everybody out. It just... Yeah. Why didn't he say last stop is what I yeah, want Yeah, exactly. Get the operator out of this equation. <laughs> Seriously. You just stand of awkwardly course, and maybe the steals only, the best one-liner. Maybe the only reason the operator's there is so that they know, like, all right, this is the sixth floor. This is the last stop. Just to, like, set up the punchline? I don't know. Oh, yeah. I mean, I think it definitely is. It just doesn't work. Yeah. But, um... Anyway, uh, I will detail here that Arno blessed the marks away with his assault rifle. Mm-hmm. Just uh, mark that down somewhere in your mind. <laughs> Everybody listening? And then they fly out the back of the glass elevator into a uh, shallow fountain below. And uh, Because they have production value. The uh, glass elevator does make an appearance in the movie, but in a different place. Oh, yeah. I thought it looked familiar. Well, red familiar... You know what I mean. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So he kills, uh, what, four, no, three guys. And then suddenly 15 more identically dressed uh, backup (laughs) members show up. Put down their newspapers. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, everybody's just like, they're supposed to be so inconspicuous, I guess. (laughs) They just turned like Agent Smith, throwing people away, and like, <laughs> I don't know. It's just it's just funny in my head, yeah. You know, at least so. Because I I feel like before we get too far into it, I feel like they're, I feel like Zach and Adam was trying to make like a uh, airplane version of an action movie. <laughs> <laughs> so. Yeah. yeah, everything is a lot more ridiculous than, but I think it should have been. Yeah, I don't know. It kind of evens out, I think. Uh, anyway, back on topic. <laughs> uh, Arno is now. Uh, oh yeah, the soundtrack kicks in as uh, Arno starts uh, running to cover with his beautiful blue steel hand cannon <laughs> with a high tech laser sight. <laughs> To which I just think of the movie Gunman. I don't know if you've ever watched that. No. But, uh, oh, man. Mario Van Peebles is, like, buying uh, black market guns. And his partner's like, oh, man, lasers. And he's like, man, <laughs> laser just for fools that can't even aim. <laughs> and that's, like, all I could think about the whole way through. But I wonder if they were thinking about the uh, Terminator pistol. Oh, yeah, maybe. Probably, I, mean, I mean, that would make sense to me. If they were just yeah, trying to work in as many references as possible. Right, right, yeah. Except that it is a Beretta, so <laughs> it doesn't quite pan I out. I doubt that they know much of anything about <laughs> Yeah, you anything. got me there. You got me there. <laughs> oh, they were only 23. What the hell did they know? <laughs> All right, so, uh, oh, yeah. Uh, during the gunfight, Arno catches a falling baby <laughs> as he ascends the escalators. 
And then he uh, hands the baby back after shooting a guy in the face and tells the mother, shopping can be hell. <laughs> it's, I'm just like cringing the whole time after that. Yeah. Like, Is this what we're doing? <laughs> <laughs> oh, any thoughts on that sequence? Um, I mean, I like how they open the movie better. (laughs) (laughs) This kind of reminds me of like, uh, commando when he, when they're in like the mall, which probably, definitely probably is supposed to be a reference to that. (laughs) Uh, Oh, yes. So, (laughs) but I just, I think, uh, the movie sets up his character much better from like the very first second because you just see mm. him walking across the police car roofs yep. <laughs> the cowboy boots <laughs> yeah lights up a cigar yeah 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 i think like yeah, for this they were just kind of making a caricature instead yeah. of yeah like making a movie within a movie right yeah like, this is definitely like, uh, we got over the top like just you know ridiculous yeah which it could have been good this way too maybe i don't know yeah i think i think it could have been good either way but i think it obviously had the potential yeah <laughs> so yeah all right uh then we move into the uh interior victoria's secret <laughs> our Arno Burson uh, to uh, none other than an army of beach beauties and silk <laughs> negligees. Which personally, I like a woman in uh, sweatpants and like a loose t-shirt because I just want to know they're comfortable. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, Arno lets a saleswoman know that he is just looking and that he needs to use the back door. Yeah, it's in the back. <laughs> I wish she would have said that so bad, but uh, <laughs> she just tells him it's customers only. So why would Arno it be through the changing ball. room anyway? That seems like a weird place for a back door. <laughs> yep. So uh, Arna grabs a big red bra and uh, <laughs> claims to be a customer that way, which I thought was funny. Yeah. Then he uh, bursts through the changing stalls to expose more half-naked women running around. <laughs> so. Um, you know, yeah, this probably grabbed the right producer's attention. I imagine, <laughs> you know what I mean. Yeah. I think I feel like <laughs> I just thought that this movie is almost a little more like Jingle All the Way than what actually became <laughs> Last Action Hero. <laughs> but I think yeah. that Jingle All the Way also did the idea better that they were trying to do. <laughs> yeah, I think I think oh, both of those movies did the idea better than this script yeah (laughs) well i mean i like this script in the long run not you know spoilers right yeah for the podcast but uh you know i don't think it would take too much to improve upon yeah what they did It's it's a good base yeah definitely okay then we uh burst into uh an interior uh, parking garage, I believe. Mm-hmm. Yeah, interior. 
uh, high-end cars sprawled out for miles inside and out, I believe. Uh, I don't know. This was kind of confusing for me to read. Uh, except for uh, a sign that says, unvalidated tickets pay the max penalty. Yep. <laughs> to uh, almost cue the next Merc that pops out of the doorway behind Arno, uh, who immediately has a laser on his forehead. You forgot your validation. <laughs> <laughs> Just a heads up for everybody. That's my best impression. <laughs> so take it or leave it. And uh, all I could think of with this line was, I like it, but it's not any better than no ticket. <laughs> so Yeah. Yeah. So it's like so many things are like right there. Yeah. But then no. Anyway, uh, the rest of the Mercs uh, pop out and Corno, wow. Corno Otto. <laughs> <laughs> Really cornhole uh, the rest. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> the Mercs come out and corner Arno after a very detailed car alarm gives away his position. <laughs> what, what, is there like actual dialogue coming out of the car? Yeah, right? it says, uh, You are standing too close to this car. <laughs> you have 10 seconds to move away. Turns out that Arno is also out of ammo now. Uh, he checks his flak jacket and finds a pack of gum. He chews a few wads <laughs> for makeshift earplugs. Uh, personally, I wouldn't recommend that. <laughs> That's just me. Anyway, the uh, laser is also apparently good enough to set off the first car alarm. So he bounces the beam all over uh, mirrors and uh, windshields and stuff all over the garage. Some kind of Rube Goldberg machine <laughs> setting off these alarms. <laughs> <laughs> Which I just immediately thought of like a disco spider web. <laughs> That's from Community, more or less. Uh, very random quote from them. Anyway. Uh, the overwhelming noise is what makes all the mercs fall to the floor as Arno starts running. Which I like how they had the detail about earplugs <laughs> when their car alarms are going off, but not during a gunfight. Yeah, seriously. Inside. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like holding a gun, what, like two feet from your face. Yeah. Blasting it. And it's clearly supposed to be like one of the most powerful guns. <laughs> yeah. Oh. But I, yeah, I guess I, I guess sorry. this is supposed to be like a movie where rules yeah, hardly apply, yeah. right? Which I think they try to set that up here yeah. a little bit. They definitely set up the movie within the movie. Oh yeah, how it's supposed to be. They definitely set up the fact that <laughs> like the rules are just insane in this movie world, yeah. right? Uh, so yeah, it works. On most levels here, so I'm not complaining. I just, you know, roll my eyes like I would in any, you know, bad action sequence. Mm -hmm. But uh, still went with it. It was funny and whatnot. So then we get to the exterior parking structure. Uh, brown sedan driven by an amazingly hot babe <laughs> pulls up as Arno exits. Uh, he smiles sexily 
as she glances down at his sweaty, pumping muscles. That's that's as creepy as I can make it sound. Arno hops in and winks at the camera before they speed off. Then you superimpose the uh, Mad Max-esque metallic fonting of... uh, uh, this is literally the name of the movie. Extremely violent. <laughs> yeah, they don't, don't they don't go for get... subtlety in this movie. Not at all. Yes. <laughs> I like the uh, the tag. Don't forget to validate. <laughs> don't <laughs> shit. I messed up. <laughs> don't forget to get your ticket validated this weekend. Oh. <laughs> Anyway, the screen goes to white. The the film frames start uh, sliding on the sides. And then we cut to the interior Asmodium. Asmodian? Uh, I would say yeah, like Osmodium the as- whole time. Asmodian, I think. Yep. Which, I don't know. That sounds like... It, it sounds like it's right there for Ebuchadnezzar or something. <laughs> <laughs> like, I feel like it's related somehow. <laughs> Anyway, uh, possible foreshadowing aside, the interior Asmodian theater night. Why night? You can't tell yet. Anyway, uh, <laughs> 15-year-old Scruffy Danny sits in the middle of an almost empty theater. He asks Les what happened uh, and why did he stop the show, which, I don't know, it looked like a trailer. I'm not sure. Yeah, I mean... What he was yelling and, about. They cut off like one word of the trailer. <laughs> but like, I don't know what kind of trailer this is where they just show a scene from the movie. Yeah, right. Anyway, um, 15 years old. He seems younger in the movie. Ma'am. I could be wrong. Well, I'm not good at judging kids. Yeah. Ages. Any, anybody under 18, I'm just like, I don't know. <laughs> Like, they all look the same to me. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> they have names you know. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm more or less there with you. Anyway, uh, Lester enters and turns on the house lights to show a few homeless people sleeping in the back row. He's a tall man with a cruelly handsome face with a dark big bushy beard <laughs> I just keep saying that every time someone has a beard I don't know why <laughs> he wears a pin with an insignia and uh, has the Osmodian written on it uh, Lester shows Danny a tear in the screen declaring he'll have to cancel tonight's show it's like finding a dead uh, dead pixel on your screen yeah. you just can't stop looking at it but he assures his only paying customer that he'll be able to show extremely violent this weekend. So I just like how we keep, I don't know how we do it. We link our last podcast to the next. Like we went from decrepit theater to decrepit yeah, theater. Seriously. <laughs> <laughs> with, uh, you know, just a, a crazy old guy with uh, some tricks up his sleeves. <laughs> Some young high schooler who's somehow involved. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. Yep. So, uh, yeah. Uh, Danny's like, awesome. 
and exits two. You know, every time, okay, I'll just say it. Exterior, Forty Second Street and Eighth Avenue, night. I just it just baffles me with New York. This is New York's Times Square. I get that, but every time I read a New York script, well, a script in New York, I f- they always have these street intersections. I'm just like, do you really know your city that well <laughs> to know where all this stuff is? And like, I don't know. It doesn't really help to paint a picture for like. <laughs> The average no. person just reading it, yes, it's like I don't, exactly. I don't know, like just it's just a random street <laughs> name to me. Yeah, like that's the street heading, and then it says uh, in the description the world of New York's Times Square. Why would not you just say exterior Times Square? Yeah, seriously, is my thing. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I could, I could just go on about that. So maybe another time. Uh, Moving on. On these blocks, the action never stops. People are hustling smokes, chicks, chains, and more. <laughs> I think that's pretty much word for word. Uh, yeah, hustling, yeah. all that stuff. They're just creeps, gamblers, and junkies alike, which I think they have gamblers in with them. <laughs> uh, anyway, Danny's not comfortable here, but he's used to it. We get that kind of vibe. And he just makes his way to the nearest subway to an establishing shot of Upper West Side of Manhattan. Not a bad neighborhood, but getting there, <laughs> which is just so depressing. <laughs> I hated reading that. I'm like, oh, it's probably like what it feels like to be yeah. there. So they painted that too well, I will <laughs> say. And now we get to the interior apartment finally. The whole building is just grimy and, uh, you know, the worst side of New York, I think most of us imagine. Sorry, New Yorkers. (laughs) Anyway, uh, Danny stealthily enters his apartment, and uh, then he hears that his mom is awake talking to some guy. (laughs) And then he just drops stealth to slam the door. Uh, his 40s mother wants to know why he wasn't home by 11, as agreed. Danny's all like, I was just at the movies. <laughs> and mom goes after him, letting Danny know that she was just worried. And he subtly calls her a slut and locks himself <laughs> in his bedroom. Uh, any thoughts on uh, the new uh, established setting here? Well, I don't necessarily like this as much as the movie. Not at all. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. It's like I feel like the mother doesn't seem like as good of a character. And also Danny doesn't. <laughs> no. No. Not at all. Like Especially when we get into it. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. (laughs) But, like... But, yeah. I don't know. I got the sense that his mother cared about him. Yeah. And uh, I feel like she's just trying to do what she can to keep him where they are. Yeah. I mean, I'm probably reading too much into it, because, you know... In the the movie, she seems a lot more worried. Oh, yeah. Here, she just kind of seems more annoyed. 
Mm. I don't know. Uh, I didn't read it that way. (laughs) (laughs) Well, good for you. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) All right. And we cut to, oh, here we go again. Exterior, 96th and Lex. Oh, yeah, that morning. (laughs) Yeah, you know. You know the area. Uh, (laughs) So uh, a continuing heat wave of 85 degrees besets the city as Danny makes his way to a rundown school with an an armory vibe, I guess, like military school or something. It's a public school, but he's going to have his way to describe this as like... Arkham Asylum for some reason. (laughs) Okay. uh, So the interior, Hunter High School. Is that foreshadowing? Uh, Yeah, I guess. Uh, I'm probably giving too much credit. Let's be honest. (laughs) (laughs) They probably saw it on their way past sometime. (laughs) Oh, yeah. That's cheap. We can just use that. Anyway, uh, Danny's late to his class with the teacher. Mr. Arkley, no, it's not. Uh, just the teacher praising. <laughs> the teacher is just praising Hamlet's strengths as a character, which uh, apparently number one trait is he can laugh at himself. <laughs> I like that actually. Uh, Hamlet is a really good character, but aside from that, uh, stay with the script. The teacher <laughs> plays a movie clip of Hamlet uh, turning down his chance to kill his uncle Claudius. Uh, this is pretty much straight into the movie, I think. Yeah, this is... For the most part. Yeah. Like, 85% of this made it straight into the movie. Yeah, which... I really like this part. Yeah. <laughs> uh, obviously, it was great material. Uh, Danny looks a little interested at this uh, attempted assassination until Hamlet, you know, and Danny's eyes, he chickens out. Yeah. He's like, why are so you Dave's talking? Like, uh, yeah. <laughs> and then uh, Danny just begins uh, daydreaming of Hamlet recast as Arno Slater. Yep. This is pretty much just a repeat of the uh, the tease trailer in the movie here. Yeah. That we just watched. Uh, but, uh, <laughs> yeah, this is actually much more well-written and hilarious than the actual Extremely violent trailer. Yeah. <laughs> um, obviously, it's not as good as the final product. Right. But it was really close, like you said. Yeah. Because... Uh, uh, and then... See, one thing that I missed in the script that uh, was in the movie was that uh, big mistake was a much bigger catchphrase. Because, <laughs> yep. like... Uh, he says that in the opening scene in the movie, and then he brings it back in this little trailer here. Because yeah. in the script here, it says, Claudius, you killed my father. <laughs> now I kill you. And it's like, okay, that's a kind of all right. But in the yeah. movie, he's like, you killed my father. Big mistake. And like, it's a yeah. nice callback. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I think I do remember seeing big mistake more than a few times in the. Yeah, script, it does. It does so. start to happen towards the end, but it's like, I'm glad they realized that it's a good catchphrase to use. Yeah, 
and <laughs> put it earlier. It's like they finally got yeah. it. <laughs> but yeah, um, not too much else happens here. It's just, uh, you know, wakes up at the end of class kind of thing. So just more of a, you know, you know, we get an idea of, you know, he likes to escape as often as he can from yeah. life. Because uh, we cut to the next scene, which is the interior arcade. Later, it says. Mm-hmm. Obviously, it's later. It's not in school. <laughs> Ugh. My pet peeves. I just, yeah. <laughs> anyway, Danny's just playing the shit out of Double Dragon 2. <laughs> In the middle of this uh, secondly shadiest location of the script so far. And I, uh, I do love how detailed <laughs> they got with the specifics of yeah. him playing the game. Like what's happening on the screen of the game. Yeah. <laughs> Seriously. It's like, you need to know. Anyway, I, I like how it's uh, it says mean looking teens are hanging around with curb herb. <laughs> but you know yeah, what? the the exact <laughs> sentence is mean looking teenagers token off skinnies of curb herb mill around in their satin jackets and five finger rings. It's like <laughs> like every once in a while in this script there's just a line that's just like, What? Like, what are they yeah. talking about here? Ugh. Must have been their own curb herb or something, <laughs> I don't know. But you know what? I just don't think the emotion of anger with uh weed is a thing. <laughs> I'm, I, I'm not, you know, an expert or anything. Yeah. I, I just don't think that mixes very I well. I don't think I've seen that too often. <laughs> no. Who smokes weed and gets angry? Just, uh. Anyway, uh, a big air kid hovers over Danny trying to bum a dollar, which Danny does not oblige. And, um, man, he really wants that dollar. Let me tell you. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man. Uh, but I think the bottom line here is uh, Danny's still surrounded by assholes no matter where he goes. Yep. So. Exter 8th Avenue, evening. You know the place. <laughs> <laughs> so Danny's being stalked now by this bigger kid. Um, I'm going to call him Big Al. <laughs> Al has upped his request to $5 after he gets up and close to Danny. Uh, Danny still refuses. Very passive. Not very passive-aggressive, I think. Yeah. He's just trying to walk away, more or less. Uh, then he just starts... Uh, this owl kid just like will not leave him alone. So Danny just starts like cutting through heavy traffic until he finally reaches the Osmodian. <laughs> you know, I liked how they're trying to be all like realistic here yeah. compared to what we've <laughs> seen so far. But then... Uh, Fucking Big Al pulls a fucking Batman and jumps in front of Danny's face. Yeah, (laughs) he thinks he lost him. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So uh, Big Al just latches onto uh, Danny's arm and drags him into the nearest alley. Uh, Danny tries to fight back, but Big Al punches him in the face and says, "I didn't want to hit you." As he steals Danny's wallet, this just sounds like a typical (laughs) like mugging to me but like, new york or otherwise it's five dollars like I know. why does anybody care this much about five dollars just I let know. it go yeah and the way they wrote this like 
I can see it very clearly. Like this sounds so real. Like it would happen. Yeah. Like the way he says, "I didn't want to hit you." Yeah. It's just like he's saying, like the victim is being the asshole here. Yeah. It's just like, <laughs> oh, it's oh. But I, I don't know. Like I like how they went about it in the movie. How they had the mugger break into the apartment and like shove him around. Yeah. And then the guy's like. What you don't have anything valuable in here? This is stupid. <laughs> and leaves. <laughs> oh, I hate New York. <laughs> <laughs> oh, anyway. Uh, so yeah. Even if we were being realistic here, that felt realistic to me. Yeah. Even though we had the. Uh, Where are you? Here. <laughs> uh. Any sense of realism we've had to this point just fades away immediately as uh, Lester pulls an Alfred and extends a side door of the theater to slam a heavy cane into Big Al's throat. I hope you weren't part of the fire brigade. (laughs) (laughs) It's my best impressions, folks. You're getting them all tonight. So then uh, Lester reclaims Danny's money. And then he looks the boy over, uh, and Lester looks kind of sorry for him. He says he has a gift for Danny after he cleans himself up. Which reminds me of... Uh, <laughs> I don't it, know if you heard this yet or not. Clean yourself up, man. You did. <laughs> okay, it's much better <laughs> than what I was thinking. I remember someone had a theory about, uh, you know, how Danny got hooked up with the uh, Lester here. Is that his name in the movie? Um, I don't think so. I just watched it, so I should probably know. But you probably should. <laughs> just saying. I don't think it was. <laughs> on uh, you, you go on with your uh, thing. I'll look it up. Well, I was just gonna say uh, one of the theories is that uh, the projectionist is a pedophile. <laughs> so after reading. Yeah, I have a gift for you after you clean yourself up. It just <laughs> it brought back some, uh, you know, yeah. I don't, stuff I don't want to think about. Yeah. Obviously. So, His name was Nick in the movie. Nick. That's that's right. Okay. I'm glad we figured that out because now we're going to be saying Nick and Lester together. <laughs> So, any thoughts about the alley other than what you said with uh, comparing it to the apartment robbing? I mean, no, it was effective. I think. Mm. I mean, showed the it's life sw- that this poor kid is living in New York. Mm-hmm. Also, then kind of snaps you out of the reality when the projectionist shows up and he's just like <laughs> beats the kid up. Because, <laughs> <laughs> like, I, uh, this is weird to say. Um, I obviously don't like it in real life, but I liked how uh, in this final movie, when they go to the real world, it does feel real. Oh, yeah. Just completely unforgiving mm-hmm. and just, you know, New York. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I have a grudge. I can't <laughs> help it. But, um, yeah, they just kind of ruin it here and there. Right here, I think. Yeah. 
But but you know what? All in all, I think that's the worst of it, as far as hamming it up in the real world. Yeah. So um. Yeah, moving on. Although I will say Interior. that I think oh. less as a character is a little bit strange for the real world. <laughs> <laughs> well, but we'll get to that. Oh, we'll, we'll get to that will. soon enough. Oh, it's just off the rails. Okay. Interior Asmodian Day. Uh, Danny knocks on the door of the interior projection booth. I don't know why I write these things like this. Uh, just like the rest of everything so far, the booth is filthy and hot as swamp ass for some reason. Uh, Danny comments on the heat, to which Lester snaps and instantly forgives Danny. Uh, I just, I hate that. <laughs> just have a bad guy. Well, he's not a bad guy yet. Spoilers. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Anyway. Uh, yeah. Go ahead. No, it's just he's like he just <laughs> goes off on him, and then he's like, "Oh, sorry." Yeah. I think if it happened in another script or two, we read. Yeah. It's just like, well, what's the point of flipping out if you're just gonna instantly forgive <laughs> the guy? I don't know. Uh, anyway, um, he asked Danny if he ever read the Bible. Odd question like, to bring oh, up. Oh man. <laughs> <laughs> and every time this stuff comes up I'm just like yep here we go you know me and Eric in our bible study uh, so Danny's all like uh, not really <laughs> to which uh, Lester quotes a line about how basically an eye for an eye doesn't work mm. and we should all try to live together peacefully he immediately balks at that with ridiculous, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, God lied to us, Danny. We are the ones that must bring justice to the world. If that doesn't set up a villain, I don't really know what would. <laughs> I mean, yeah. seriously. Yeah, from the, I'm just like, wow. From like this moment on, I was just like, I don't know about this guy. I don't think he's uh, <laughs> the lovable old, you know, yeah. theater owner that was in the movie yeah well it kind of made sense with the uh the cane in the alley yeah. i guess just you know but it gets uh, worse anyway um so much worse <laughs> uh and then danny asks if he's quoting death wish <laughs> <laughs> but lester is not laughing at this yeah he's uh, he very says he's serious. going to He's so serious. He's like, I don't even know if I call this Old Testament. It's just like, it's <laughs> beyond like eye for an pre, eye. Pre feels like. I don't know. It's like, <laughs> right? <laughs> but uh, yeah, Lester's just like, yeah, I'm being serious. Uh, and then he says he's going to give Danny the power to match his will for justice. <laughs> then Danny sees Lester retrieve an old shoebox in the corner and asks if it's a gun. And we're all thinking, <laughs> no, he's going to give him the golden ticket. <laughs> Inside the box is a revolver. Yep. <laughs> described as large enough for an artillery shell. <laughs> uh, I'm just like, are you serious? Yeah, I was like, oh, okay, this this guy just... <laughs> right. 
literally handing a hand cannon to a child. (laughs) Seriously. Being like, all right, go out there and do the good work. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Oh, man. I assume you were expecting the ticket as well. Yeah, I had no idea it was going to be something other other than a, you know, just regular old ticket. Yeah. Yeah. Especially when Danny says, uh, is it a gun? You know, I started laughing. I assume you did. (laughs) It's like, that turns out to be a gun. It's a lot less funny immediately. I mean... I don't know. But anyway, for scale, I just pretty much imagine the Toon Gun one who framed Roger Rabbit. (laughs) (laughs) That's just what it sounds like to me. I'm sure it's not that bad what they had uh, in mind. Anyway, um, I mean, these guys can't tell Beretta from a cult, so... (laughs) (laughs) What a couple, That's couple of idiots. <laughs> Bunch of real oh, low lives over there. <laughs> Not classy guys like us. That's right. <laughs> oh, man. You see, this is when I feel like a bad guy in real life. Because I'm like, you know what? I don't mind giving people guns for protection. But then I'm like, oh man, am I the asshole? <laughs> I think this oh, this yeah, method of giving a gun to somebody is the problem here. Yeah. Handing yeah, it to him in his shoebox being like, hey, you got bullies? <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. I'm definitely not, you know, that gun ho. No pun intended. <laughs> anyway, um, I forgot to Google this guy because Lester said he had previously lent the gun to Herbert Gold. Herbert Gold. I don't know if that was supposed to be a real name, but it turns out he was just the former owner of the theater, yeah. as he was in similar straits. I don't know. It just felt like something real world that I should have looked up, but. I'm not that worried about it. Anyway, Danny's like, I'm 15, dude. (laughs) It looks like heavy as it looks heavy as shit. And Lester just waves it off as a technicality. (laughs) Also, the gun is super light as it's made of porcelain. That's not scary at all. Uh, Yeah. And a few metals. I was thinking, Uh, (laughs) like, could porcelain handle a bullet going through it at high speeds? Yeah. Can? That's supposed to be that's supposedly uh the guns they used in Die Hard 2. Really? Is either porcelain or ceramic. Maybe I'm thinking of I mean they were <laughs> I might be thinking of porcelain in the wrong sense. Like I I'm No, it's not a toilet bowl gun. I, that was what I was picturing. <laughs> like when I hear porcelain, I imagine just like toilet bowl material in the shape yeah. of a gun. Well, I imagine Right. Well, I imagine they meant ceramic. But then it just looks like porcelain. Anyway, I mean, some ceramic is stronger than steel. Just saying. Um, anyway, uh, back on track. Uh, the gun is made of uh, super light porcelain. And a few metals 
of Lester's own design. <laughs> Doesn't that make you think a little bit more about what this guy's <laughs> up to? Yeah. Uh, and for the finale of the gift giving, he offers Danny a special midnight showing of extremely violent. Which, you know, I assume that was the main gift. I think I forgot the promise part. Is there a line about making a promise to Lester? Or is that later? He, uh... No, I think that's later. Okay. Yeah. Because it, it is it does show up later, so I just wanted to make sure we got that. Yeah, it it it, it is uh, later. It, it's when he okay. comes back. Okay. Okay. Uh, so then we cut to the interior apartment. Uh, Mom is busy on the phone as Danny slides into the kitchen to make a bologna sandwich. His mom tells him to use a plate, and and she notices the bruise on his eye, his face. <laughs> I don't even know who our audience is when I do that shit. <laughs> Just saying. This uh, is the shotgun effect. So. Throw them all out there, and if anybody gets them, then there they go. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Uh, so mom tries to ask what happened, but Danny just being a sarcastic asshole about it. And so mom says, uh, she has to go. Uh, Danny's like, bye. (laughs) But mom tries to wave the white flag again. Uh, she says she's going to the cemetery tomorrow and wants to know if he'll come. He's all like, fuck that. But mom's like, you can't stay angry for the rest of your life. So a little more, uh, layers here. I liked it. Yeah, definitely uh, sheds a little light on, like, what happened to the father. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I feel... Because there's always something. This script definitely put a little more emphasis on the dead dad than the movie did. Well, no more than you. Jesus. <laughs> That's a hell of a way to say it. Yeah, the dead dad. <laughs> you know, the the stiff... <laughs> Yeah, it's down by the cemeteries. Yeah. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I don't know where that Yeah, came that from. chump in the coffin. They uh they talk about him a lot in this script. <laughs> yep. So I guess uh I guess Danny went I guess, is this the same day, I guess? Yeah, cuz he's supposed to be back at midnight. But gotcha. this is just I guess a couple hours later, however long. All right. All right, uh, so then we cut back to, yeah, it just felt unnecessary for some reason. Yeah. I I feel like they just should have made the uh, earlier scene longer, probably. But uh, anyway, back to the theater. Uh, Danny comes in from some heavy rain. Jason! <laughs> Or is it Sean? No, it's it's Jason. Oh, he probably does both. Jason. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Jason. Jason. <laughs> oh, I love that game. <laughs> uh, Danny comes in from some heavy rain. Uh, no lights are on except for the neon outline of the concession stand. 
Was that a red light? Do you know? Yeah, I don't know. That's just what I imagined. Anyway, uh, he fumbles what fumbles his way into the rest of the uh, place until he gets to the actual theater. Uh, we hear the projector. Wow, <laughs> we hear the projector running with the screen counting down from twenty. Uh, Lester is already behind Danny, impressed with his punctuality for some reason. Uh, Lester has also apparently kicked out all the homeless people, yeah. so Danny could have the theater to himself. Uh, Lester then urges Danny to sit in the front row. He's just like, come on, get the front row. It's the best seat. Just, Even though Danny's yeah. like, well, the middle of the theater is the best seat because, you know, you get a better picture. And he's like, nah, go up to the front. Yeah. Get real close. <laughs> It just felt a lot creepier than yeah. endearing, and it's probably what they were going for. I don't know. Uh, so later, it says, <laughs> Danny watches from the front, just fully, fully invested. Uh, Lester watches just as intently from the aisle. Uh, correction, I think he's watching Danny as intently as Danny's watching yeah. the movie, right? Yeah. It's not creepy at all. <laughs> Uh, he's obviously watching Extremely Violent as uh, Arno. <laughs> oh, this movie is so ridiculous. <laughs> the- Arno pitches to his cousin Frank in a netted batting cage. <laughs> as soon as I saw they were at a batting cage, I was just like, what are they doing? Like, what? I know. What kind of a movie is this? Yeah. That was like, how far into the movie is this? <laughs> anyway, uh, so yeah, Arno is just determined for a strikeout. Uh, Arno pitches his ball through Frank's wooden bat, <laughs> the net behind him, and then it bounces off of a steel wall further away. And uh, <laughs> I think Frank contests that that's not a strike. Yeah, well, but it doesn't we get uh, a one-liner from Arno saying, that's the ball game. <laughs> <laughs> yep. It sounded like Swedish, Arno. Yeah. I'm just going to say it. I mean, like, I, I can't it. I can't read that line, like, any, no. any other way. I don't know if he could. Yeah. Damn. That's the ball game. Anyway, uh. Uh, cut back to the theater Uh, Danny tells Lester that Frank's about to die and that it's going to get really violent (laughs) so here we get this you know obviously Danny watches enough movies to call the shots you know yep I don't know if it's like a I don't know if that's a character trait I think a lot of people do that I don't like to but anyway uh, back on the screen, exterior car wash day. <laughs> I love oh, this. Man. Frank pulls into an automatic car wash as identical twins Jules and Jim with uh, matching white suits enter uh, in from the other end, which I can't imagine anybody else except for the twins from The Matrix. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Maybe they read uh, the script. Yeah. Right. 
I have a feeling it got around. Oh yeah. Yeah. Uh so uh in, in the car wash, Jules breaks a window with a crowbar. Uh Jim literally melts Frank's face off with a hot <laughs> wax nozzle. Uh the car rolls out and shows Frank dead. <laughs> Just <laughs> I was not expecting anything like yeah. that. It just really came out of nowhere. But, uh, you know, Danny did call the shot. I guess that's the significance here. Uh, back in the theater, uh, Danny is satisfied with his prediction. Uh, then he realizes Lester is gone. And he hears uh, the back doors lock. <laughs> uh, he's he's a little disgruntled here, or a little creeped out, I yeah. think. Yeah. Uh, he just tries to settle back into it, try not to think about it, I think. And then we cut to Frank's funeral. <laughs> I don't uh, Arno and uh, police superintendent Decker uh, remain at the grave as everyone else is leaving. Decker is casually eating a chili cheese dog. <laughs> Arno says... Well, wait. This was... Well, go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, I just want to point out that I like how the script describes Decker as a foul-mouthed police superintendent, but he hardly ever really says anything, like yeah. any swear words at all in the whole thing. I know it's rated R. It's a rated R movie, I think. Oh, yeah. oh, it has uh, to be. Probably how violent it is, but like. Yeah, but they're clear. He's yeah, clearly I mean, not swearing at all, like anywhere. Yeah, he's clearly avoiding the yeah. swearing. Yeah. <laughs> oh man, I love pretty much all of his lines. <laughs> and because when, uh, when I was reading the ahead. script, I like any time I would read Decker's lines, I was like, "Oh my gosh, this is so ridiculous!" Yeah. And when I was watching the yeah. movie. A lot of those lines actually were, are in the movie. It's just that you can't really? understand them because he's just like talking so fast and loud and like <laughs> turning it into gibberish. Nice. I don't know about you, but I actually uh, listened to this dialogue in uh, John Baxter's voice. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just like, yeah, yeah, John could do that. Yeah. Well, he did a good job for us uh, playing our uh, chief or whatever. I guess he was our super yeah. chief. Yeah, <laughs> chief. The chief is a chick. <laughs> we had no consistency. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so yeah. <laughs> oh. Well, you never see horrible stakeout, everybody. You never see him. It could have been a woman, could have yeah. Been a manly voiced woman. You never know. <laughs> Where's your badge? I don't know. Or Where's your gun? It could just be <laughs> that my character is a complete idiot and doesn't know what he's talking about. <laughs> that's that's always the upside to playing idiots. We could pretty much change oh, anything. Yeah. It doesn't change anything at all. Because that's the thing. One of us was right about the chief being <laughs> something. So. Yes. Oh, so fun. 
That's horrible stakeout on YouTube, everybody. Check it out. I can't imagine anybody listens to this that hasn't watched <laughs> Seriously. it already. Just, you know. Anyway, unnecessary plug. Uh, uh, oh, yeah. Um, obviously, <laughs> I love this line. Uh, Arn is looking at the casket. This was... <laughs> I can't even say it. This was no accident. <laughs> I love it so much. The car window was clearly broken. <laughs> His face is melted off. Yes. This was no accident. I loved it so much. It it just got rid of like, you know, once in a while the script got to a point where uh, it cleaned the slate for me yeah. for what was horrible. This was one of those moments <laughs> where I'm just like, yep, I forgive you for everything. <laughs> there was slowly a decline, then wipe yeah. yourself clean again. <laughs> it was like rain on a windshield. Every once in yeah. a while, it just wipes it clean and it goes back. Yes. Yes. <laughs> so, you know, good job there. And, uh, yeah, Decker just immediately doesn't want to hear it. And he makes sure Arno is off the case permanently. Yeah. Uh, uh, is uh, <laughs> line one of his. I'll, I'll just say both of his lines. Cause, oh, yeah. <laughs> all right. So the one uh, after Arno is, says he's going to find out who did it, Decker's like, I still got a six pack of City Hall boys crawling three feet up my Hershey hole from your last assignment. And then uh, when it, he, when Arno says Frank was my cousin, my friend, <laughs> Decker says, "I don't care if he was doinking you up the keister." <laughs> like they go oh, so man. far out of their way to make him not yeah. swear at all. Yeah. Well, this kind of reminds me of an idea I had for an action movie where uh, I would purposefully like fill the the swearing in with like, you know, like a TV censored oh, yeah. version. <laughs> <laughs> so I feel like they went the extra mile. Oh, yeah. Just in case. <laughs> if, if they hadn't I don't described know. him as a foul mouth police officer, I wouldn't have thought yeah. twice. I would have just thought his lines are ridiculous. But I don't know. Right. <laughs> it just, I don't know if they're trying to get into Mr. Falcon or not. Oh, <laughs> yeah. I don't know. But uh, <laughs> anyway, back in the theater, Danny is distracted by the tear in the screen. And uh, it's like a hypnotic or some shit as he starts to walk up to it. He says, Dead Pixels, man, they'll get you. <laughs> Uh, back to the car wash. Arno is staking out the twins in the middle of a most blatant, ridiculous drug deal I've ever seen in any movie. <laughs> it's just like a pickup truck loaded with cocaine in yep. the back. Right? right? Yes, it is. It's... Hundreds of <laughs> kilo bags of cocaine. Yeah. <laughs> to which, um, this is another moment where I'm like, Okay, either they're trying to be goofy or they have no idea how to measure drugs. 
but almost had to be the goofy. Yeah. Uh, back in the theater, Danny reaches for the seam, and for some reason, as uh, oh yeah, I did. Yeah, miss you it. missed it this time. Basically, uh, Lester told Danny that he has to promise uh, to use that gun when the time is right. Sound right? Yeah, something like that. Uh, so yeah, as Danny's reaching for the tear, uh, he hears Lester remind him they're about their deal. And then he uh, smiles like Mr. Burns. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> Uh, back to the car wash, Danny is shocked to realize Arno is squeezing his arm and putting a gun to his head. What are you doing here, kid? Arno then tells Danny... Uh, he he pulls Danny into the dark interior car. Wash. Wow, man. I gotta reread this. <laughs> Whew. Arno then pulls Danny into the dark interior car wash as three gunmen come gunning for them. I wrote that for some reason. <laughs> uh, brushes and hoses and whatnot are consistently running as Arno leads Danny along a wall. Uh, the pickup truck loaded <laughs> and filled with wet cocaine is now frothing as it moves through the machinery. Uh, Arno punches out the glass and asks, how many were there? Danny is obviously still in deep disbelief of anything that's going on, but he finally spits out uh, three guys, but Arna counts a total of nine, cocks his gun, and says, no problem. <laughs> They're so close. Yep. Uh, Arno gets uh, Danny into the truck, who's just still freaking out to the sound of uh, gunfire and whatnot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I actually do. Yeah, this is another... Uh, wipe the slate moment. <laughs> uh, more than a few rounds make contact with the truck for about 20 seconds as we don't see anything. It's just Danny freaking out inside the pickup. And then uh, it all stops. Then we hear Arno say, you missed. <laughs> and the whole thing just repeats <laughs> uh, for about another whole 20 seconds with the added sound effects of uh, bad guys screaming. And then everything stops. Danny's broken truck door swings open to the aftermath. Just bodies, blood and debris everywhere. Uh, Then Danny pulls himself out of the truck to see Arno cleaning his gun. Nice shooting. (laughs) Uh, I don't know. I feel like this is a lot more abrupt. Or maybe it's equally as abrupt, but not as uh, fun as what we get in the final Uh, movie. The way he enters. Oh man, I I missed that scene so much. It's one of my favorites. <laughs> I know. Uh, like one of my favorite gags oh. is when he's looking at the cards <laughs> that were around his neck, and he's like flipping through them, and it's like nine, eight, seven, and he's like, "It's a bomb." <laughs> <laughs> yes. <Yeah. laughs> oh and, man, I can't believe I don't have that movie. And I. Um, I already told you this before we started recording, but for the benefit of the listeners, one of my favorite lines in the movie is when Frank is like tied up in his chair and he's talking to Jack Slater and he's like telling him like his dying words and he's like, I'm out of here. 
and he just like goes back and dies. <laughs> oh, yes. That's so ridiculous. About it. <laughs> and then uh, after the explosion, the then there's the cop, and it delivers a lie that quote so often. Two days to retirement. Yes. <laughs> oh, yes, that's the best line. <laughs> oh. <laughs> we used to say it a lot, oh, didn't yeah. we? Holy shit! Like any any time yeah. we get injured oh. or something. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I think I remember one time, like, I, like, heartburn or something from a Baconator. <laughs> it's like, oh, two days till retirement. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Yep. A glimpse into the fantastic <laughs> lives of Zach and Eric. Oh, man. Back to the movie. The pictures. Uh, Yep. It's almost midnight. <laughs> uh, the twins begin uh, speeding towards Danny and Arno in their uh, fancy car. Arno goes slow-mo to shoot uh, the driver's hand. <laughs> I, I just love in these movies, they always have a perfect chance to kill the bad guy, but it's just too early yeah. for that, you know? <laughs> so he shoots the, the driver's hand, swerving the car safely off to the side. Police sirens approach as the twins threaten Arno and Danny and uh, escape. Arno tries to set out an APB whenever the cops arrive, but they don't want to hear it <laughs> because the chief wants Arno at his office pronto. <laughs> Disgusted, uh, Arno's about to leave, except Danny is in his passenger seat. And then Danny is rationalizing that he's just in a baloney-induced nightmare. <laughs> <laughs> and he might as well try to enjoy himself. Oh, and also, Arno, uh, just to note, one of the cops' names is Kill Gallon. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Oh man, it's such a ridiculous name. <laughs> but uh, yeah, uh, Danny's just like, oh fuck it, I'm here. So, yeah, yeah. I, I yeah, like that. He's like, he's all in. <laughs> and uh yeah Arna tries to ditch him but then Danny's like nope twins threatened me and uh they killed Frank you know they'll kill me too <laughs> but uh yeah that's just uh I feel like uh that's a good instance of um Danny using his movie oh, yeah. knowledge to uh play the yeah. movie more or less. I love how he immediately really starts like using it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Which I really liked how that translated. Yeah. I think he does it more in the final product. Oh, yeah. Like, in in the movie, from, like, the second the chase is over, he's, like, already, like, hey, this is a movie. And he's, like, yeah. <laughs> he's, like, already, like, yeah. you know, trying to make the most out of it right exterior <laughs> highway uh i love how arnold just speeds around at like 120 miles yeah. an hour 
Danny thinks he's going to die, <laughs> pretty much. And then they drift into the parking lot of the Interior Police Precinct. Described as a typical Hollywood setup, more or less. Tough cops with tough criminals. Civilians yelling, coffee and donuts <laughs> everywhere. Uh, while Arna gets yelled at by Decker, uh, Danny soaks in the rest of the precinct. I oh, like yeah, this I do. a lot. Which uh, I do. <laughs> I do. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like... I know it's kind of hard to show without saying it out out in the open, but um, this is pretty much Danny just looking at all the best and worst buddy yeah. cop situations. <laughs> they do um, they do this um, more <laughs> subtly in the movie, but um, yeah. I do like the way they do it here. Yeah, uh, it's just basically a bunch of uh, detective. Uh, Cliche, yeah. you know, buddy cop like movies. If, like they have to pair up opposites. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I love the one oh, later. Yeah, oh, yeah. We're, we're going to get there. But yeah, one of the matches here is even like one guy arguing with his dog, I think. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he sees a, a guy and a dog. <laughs> yeah. Just like a slick, like rough guy paired up with like, you know, the OCD, got to be clean guy. <laughs> All that shit. I just yeah. loved it. Um, but then finally, uh, Danny enters uh, Decker's office in time to validate Arno's French identical twins lead. <laughs> uh, Arno then adds that they are targeting targeting Danny now, and Decker immediately assigns Arno to protect the kid. Who, <laughs> who. I think Danny says, oh, yeah, I should have seen this coming. Classic buddy film. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I just love how this movie just demolishes the fourth yeah. wall like that. Um, anything else to say about this sequence? Uh, nope. I think we covered it. Unless we, like, went through every single buddy right. <laughs> But, uh, yeah, we'll refrain exterior sunset boulevard day you know the place <laughs> arno speeds with impossible driving skills again i loved how they showed that in the yeah movie, like every yeah. time they're just like in the background it's like cars swerving and stuff yeah uh but yeah, this time uh, Danny's just mesmerized and uh, having a blast because he's like, I think he feels like the invincible oh, you know, yeah. movie character. Not like in the movie. Yeah. This isn't going to work. <laughs> I'm the comedic relief. <laughs> <laughs> oh, love that yeah. movie. Uh, he tells Arno he should just do whatever he wants and uh, he'll just go along for the ride. <laughs> Arno says they're already doing that because <laughs> he's hunting the twins as uh, they make their way into a, a wretched hive of scum and villainy. The interior, totally nude nudes. <laughs> oh, yep. Basically, the Los Angeles version of the uh, Star Wars cantina <laughs> is what I yeah. imagined. 
a biker gang karate expert. Uh, yeah. Uh, tattoo. Uh, that, that one stuck right? out to me a little bit. I know. I'm reading I this. Know. Mean bikers, tattooed rednecks, gang members, karate yep. experts, uh, <laughs> pimps and junkies. It's like, okay, wait a minute, wait a minute. Oh, Why are yeah. the karate Seriously. experts randomly in this <laughs> this place? Yeah. Oh, this is like black dynamite level <laughs> karate experts. I don't like, know. Like it's not like a uh, an immediately like that's not a description. Yeah, that's not yeah. like a visual that you get. Yeah. Like when you hear <laughs> bikers or pimps or junkies, like it paints a picture in your mind. Karate expert right. paints a picture of a guy in a karate uniform with a belt <laughs> yes. doing karate or yes. something. Like I don't like I don't know how to put that into context of this scene. Right. Does not fit at all. But yeah, anyway, uh everyone just stops dead, completely silent when Arno and Danny enter. Uh Danny asks for a beer. <laughs> Uh, but then Arno tosses him some gum instead and splits off for uh, some interrogation in the background. Oh, I love yeah. this. Kind of reminds me of uh, Rush Hour. Yeah. Oh, yeah. A little bit. I know what you mean. I know what you mean. But uh, Danny talks to the bartender while this is all going on. And the bartender just wishes his customers <laughs> won't put up a yeah. fight. So Arno does have to trash the place once a month. <laughs> And then, uh, in the middle of slapping a reluctant informant, Arno is interrupted by Danny. Arno tells the guy on the floor, "Don't move, criminal. I'll be back." <laughs> it's just like, yeah, you really thought you were gonna get him, huh? And then it turns yeah. out they did. Oh, it's crazy. Uh, then Danny gives Arno all the info he needed and says, "Next time, just ask the bartender." <laughs> I like that. Then we cut. Oh, yeah, so awesome. Um, otherwise, uh, I mean, if you're hunting leads in a movie mm-hmm. movie, I feel like this works fine. Yeah. I have no no issues with it. Uh, exterior, Mulholland Drive, day. The duo pulls up to a Western-style ranch house. <laughs> so ridiculous. <laughs> Uh, the, which is, turns out to be the interior of the Slater home. Arna goes straight to the kitchen while Danny checks out the bookcase of uh, just, uh, not like fancy books or anything, <laughs> just like magazines and the Time Life Guide to Killing People, Who's Who in American <laughs> Drug Dealing, and Bullets of the World. I do like the book name Loved gags it. in this. Yeah. Uh, Arno re-enters with a Zippo, a screwdriver, some gauze, and a bedpan. He heats up the uh, screwdriver and removes his shirt, which uh, we still see a fresh bullet wound in his abdomen, <laughs> which is, it's actually been there since a car yeah. wash, <laughs> when you think about it. Uh, Arno reluctantly removes the bullet. No, no, I'm sorry. Scratch that. Arno nonchalantly removes the bullet as he tells Danny that an eye for an eye is the only way to treat criminals. <laughs> so, I'm not sure if I a brief did I summarize that eye for an eye earlier, or was that what 
uh, Lester was actually saying. Because that's yeah, that yeah, that's what from what Lester was saying. Okay. So yeah, another uh, eye for an eye thing for Danny to chew on, I guess. Um. Yeah, and then Danny asks if uh, any of Arno's suspects actually ever make it to jail alive. <laughs> ah, I love the layers yeah. here because uh, that actually means something. Mm-hmm. I like it a lot. <laughs> I like it a lot. Excuse me, Flo? <laughs> <laughs> oh, Flo, the TV show. Okay. Um, yeah, does anybody ever make it to jail alive? Arna, thanks for a moment. This guy, Jake. Two bullets to the back of the skull. I must have missed his spinal column. <laughs> he walks in 97. <laughs> it just proves that sometimes an eye for an eye isn't enough. Sometimes you need to take both eyes and the nose and the ears, too. <laughs> for every crime, Danny, there's a criminal. For every criminal, a voice... Uh, then we cut in with a uh, a woman's voice. She says, there is punishment. This is Jessica, Arno's hot blonde in a bathrobe. <laughs> uh, Arno introduces everyone before Jessica heals up Arno's exit wound, which yeah, Arno had already removed the bullet. Mm. There would not have been an exit yeah. wound. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Jessica hears about the case and offers to clean Arno's Beretta while she does her hair. Arno then, uh, actually, uh, Danny notices uh, this is the same chick from the trailer. He just didn't think it would be Arno's wife. <laughs> uh, so that was a big deal for some reason, too. Yeah. Actually, uh, yeah. Uh, I think I like the. Uh, I think I like the movie better when it's not yeah. his wife. Just, um, just have a daughter, yeah, he right? just has a daughter, and then obviously he has a son that dies at the hands of a. Why do you keep bringing <laughs> up all these dead people, man? <laughs> I don't know. I just, it's I just like story. dead people. Well, <laughs> <laughs> oh, take that out of context. <laughs> Uh, interior basement where Danny is amazed by the small army arsenal of firearms, RPGs, and miscellaneous explosives. That's definitely you. <laughs> That's all I oh, can yeah, think of. Like, from this moment on, I pretty much pictured Danny as uh, Edward Furlong. Would have worked <laughs> equally as well, I think. But yeah, um, I'm pretty sure he, uh, I'm pretty sure part of the armory is Rambo's ca- compound bow. <laughs> oh, yeah, because it has the uh, explosive he... tip arrows. Yeah. Because uh, Arna says he got it from an old nom body. Wow, can I say that better? <laughs> <laughs> nom. Arna says he got it from an old nam body. <laughs> I can't an say it. An old nam body. Uh, pick up, pick up, <laughs> an old name, buddy. There we go. I got it. Arnold says that he got the bow from an old name, buddy. 
that went crazy, blew up a small town, and got arrested. <laughs> I feel like he's describing Rambo. Yeah. His first movie, at least. Um, then they walk over to a uh, professional uh, shooting range kind of mm-hmm. set up within the basement. Not jealous at all. <laughs> Danny tries to point out how strange it is that Jessica is so cool with all this stuff. And Arno thinks it's completely normal. Then begins some target practice with a few random weapons. Um, Danny asks if Arno has any leads on who wanted Frank dead. Other than twins and the drug dealer mm-hmm. they work for. <laughs> Arno doesn't know. But he picks up some uh, heavy-duty cattle prods and says they're going to Malibu to get the twins. Anything stick out to you about this scene? Not particularly. Yeah. I think it just might apply later with... uh... Actually, no. I'm just kind of curious why Danny's trying to pick apart the movie. Hmm. Like, I feel like he'd be cool, you know, just being here. But he's like, don't you think it's weird that your wife is all cool with this vengeance stuff? Yeah, it seems like he knows a lot about movies and he's just, I don't know. seems like he should be more he wants inter- to... like interested in just going along with it. Right, right. I think that's what I was trying yeah. to say. So, well put. Uh, back to the interior living room. Jessica finishes... Uh, cleaning the gun as she does her hair, I believe. Then uh, I like this actually for no reason. Arno takes a swig of Gatorade <laughs> and is ready to leave. His wife reminds him to take the gun she just cleaned because he was about to walk off without it. And uh, she found a spare clip he left in the <laughs> station wagon. Arno kisses her cheek and says, I'll try to be home in time for dinner. <laughs> The exterior Malibu, uh, I don't know if Malibu Fitness yeah. Club because I can't say it. The, the club seems very high tech and private. Arno wants to go in guns blazing until Danny proposes to poses customers <laughs> inconspicuously. Inconspicuously, that's pretty sneaky, Danny. I like it. <laughs> this is the start of Danny uh, rearranging the movie how he wants yeah. to do it. Uh, I think it's a good start, just uh, just showing Arno, <laughs> like, changing his mind a yeah. little bit. Because whenever he says shit like this, like, uh, inconspicuously, that's pretty sneaky. Uh, it just makes him sound so much dumber than I expected <laughs> yeah. him to be. <laughs> Which I don't have a problem yeah. with at all. Yeah, and the movie but, uh, seems to have it a little really more like together. It. He just... Lives by the world's rules, you know. Exactly. But yeah, and this he's just kind of like, oh, I didn't think about that before. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Real detective work, huh? <laughs> then, uh, interior club. The place is just way too fancy for a fancy gym, even by my standards. <laughs> Not like I go to a gym. Why did I say that? <laughs> but uh, it just feels like stereotypical, like '90s yeah. LA, like high high decor. Uh, Arno tries to play along. <laughs> like he's trying to go with uh, what Danny said to this uptight desk clerk. <laughs> like, And then he just, uh, it, that's not working out. And he even just breaks down to show his badge to get in without a fight. 
But then the clerk just insults Arno, and uh, he's answered immediately with a headbutt that knocks him out. And then they exit into a locker room, and and we cut again into the interior workout room. Arno and Danny try to blend in with their gym clothes. Arno seems to fit with his uh, tight T-shirt, but Danny trudges along in baggy clothes. Then uh, Arno apparently pisses off a few guys by hot-shotting a few tons of iron. (laughs) It's just like, why are you pissed off? (laughs) I don't know. Anyway, the clerk almost immediately runs back over to the uh, jealous muscle heads and uh, points at Arno. Uh, Then they begin fighting, just like Arno pretty much wanted anyway. Uh, Danny just nods and does his own investigating on the second floor, which is mostly a bunch of offices. Uh, Danny peeks into an employees-only door. He sees a world map, a man with a cane talking, and a table of deadly weapons, which do not come into play (laughs) at all. Meanwhile, Arna finishes up with the jocks, apparently killing one, and (laughs) is ambushed by the twins in their offensive French workout clothes. I think they called it frog suits in the script. Um, yep. It's like, seems unnecessary. <laughs> so yeah, they start that fight. And upstairs, the man with the cane turns around to see Danny. The arms dealer's face is covered in bandages. Which, I like this immediately. Because anytime someone's face is covered up like that, I... I just I don't yeah. know why. Just love it. Uh, downstairs, Jules and Jim seem to have the upper hand with their teamwork. Uh, Arno gets a lucky beat, so the twins draw some small knives. To which Arno takes out his two cattle prods. Now I'm going to make French fries. <laughs> to which we get the lovely, awesome line: "We are Belgian, you idiot." <laughs> is so unnecessary <laughs> because he immediately knocks them out by shocking uh, a piece of gear that they're yeah. touching or something. Uh, I'm glad that didn't make it. <laughs> I just like that line. Anyway, uh, Danny runs over to tell Arno about the mastermind. Arno says, I'll destroy him. <laughs> Which in a rated R movie that means so much more than like in a kid's movie where they just don't say kill. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Uh, the bandaged man. The bandaged man. What is the bandaged oh, man? Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm glad you're here to correct me. I would not have caught that. The bandaged man, Mr. Id, yells from the second floor. You'll do nothing of the kind, Mr. Slater. Which I just... I miss... I don't know. I think I pictured uh, Goldfinger's voice for this. But definitely like Claude Rain's Invisible Man. Mm. That's kind of vague. It's from the 40s. Do people know about that? Anyway. (laughs) Arno lets Danny know that there's uh, a lot of strong history here. And he tries to charge at Mr. Id. But uh, before this happens, 10 officers from Arno's precinct show up in time to stop him and say there's no charges or whatever. Uh, Arno gives in, ready to leave. He tries to do the I'll be back line, 
<laughs> but then uh, it pretty much uh, cuts him off and does it for him. Uh, page 61, I wrote that down. Yeah. I didn't write down the quote. Um, it says, don't go away, id. I know, Slater. You'll be back. And he's like, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Mr. Id. Whenever he was first introduced, I thought it was uh, Mr. ID because yeah. yeah. it was cap- capitalized, yeah. of course. I'm like, oh, I don't want to read this. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I-, I liked it um, mostly because of uh, drawing the parallel between the ego of Arno yeah. and Id of what he is. Uh, foreshadowing? It's not a spoiler. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if they tried it or not because it doesn't sound like a very common yeah. name at all. <laughs> but I liked it. Yeah, I did um, too. He's definitely no um, Charles Dance here. Yeah. But, um, you know, he seems like a good intellectual villain to set up against Arno. Mm-hmm. Exterior precinct parking lot day. Uh, Danny tries to connect the dots with Id with uh, far-reaching CIA drug conspiracies or something, and the bandages are to conceal his ID. Uh, Ar- <laughs> Did I write that? <laughs> anyway, uh, Arno admits that uh, when he was a rookie, more headstrong than right now. I love that. <laughs> uh, he threw the man's face into a vat of boiling acid. Wow, yeah, boiling acid. <laughs> yep. Not just regular Red acid, Shul- not just boiling yeah. water. <laughs> See, I think Sh- uh, Schumacher re- read that. And was just oh, like, yeah. Oh, man, I got to put that in a movie. <laughs> um, so, yeah, this is kind of like a Joker situation where after the boiling acid, uh, it sells twice the drugs, making twice the money, which is a stupid line, but whatever. <laughs> And he says, I owe him big, Danny. And I always pay my debts. <laughs> oh, it kind of linked to Charles Dance to Lannister right there, didn't we? <laughs> There's a link. I see it. <laughs> Interior Police Department. Uh, Decker immediately <laughs> yells for Slater. Uh, Danny talks Arno into giving him his uh, his good Beretta at the time. <laughs> and then... <laughs> here we go. Uh, Danny sees... Uh, Two police rookies get teamed up. <laughs> Two black rookies. <laughs> they hesitate and uh, look up and down each other. And one of them says, uh, Sarge. The Sarge uh, suffers some paperwork aside. He's like, oh, yeah. He swaps one guy out for some mismatched white guy. <laughs> <laughs> Just loved it. Then the black cop gives the Sarge a thumbs up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It's so good. Oh, I love that so much. Uh, interior Decker's office. Arno is uh, giving up all of his weapons that he has on him and his badge. Uh, before he leaves, I'll be back. At this point, I feel like the writers forgot they used it already. <laughs> and they just keep putting it in in case they forgot. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, honestly, I uh, forgot that they said it before the first time I read through yeah. this. So I was like reading this. I was like, oh, there it is. <laughs> uh, uh, back out in the uh, 
main precinct, Danny watches a grizzled white detective teamed up with a native South American <laughs> wearing a full headdress. <laughs> oh, so ridiculous. Yep. Uh, Danny looks at uh, Arno with a face that's like, called it. <laughs> and then uh, I guess he gives him his gun back to, you know, signify that he called it. No. Exterior. Exterior. Why can't I say that? <laughs> Exterior. Hollywood Hills. Day. Arno shakes his head. When I think of all the times I saved Decker's ass and Nam. <laughs> And you know the uh, Nam thing did make it into the movie a little bit. Oh really? Um, the guy who killed Mozart, John Practice. Yes. Practice. <laughs> like it's like a throwaway line that Arnold says that he's like, "Yeah, we we were buddies back in Nam or something like that." Yeah. <laughs> Which it's perfect, I guess uh, it's uh, it's here. Yeah. The groundwork is here. Foreshadowing. Da da da. <laughs> uh, Danny gets Arno to pull over to a nearby cliff, and um, he rationalizes that the system system doesn't like the way that Arno works, and that's why he gets suspended all the time. <laughs> and he shouldn't just get angry each time they do it, like it's a surprise. Uh, Danny tells him to start playing it smart. Arno agrees as he takes in the the beauty of the smog of the city. <laughs> it's, it's one of those awful things to think is funny, but yeah. you know, I couldn't help but laugh at that. <laughs> and uh, here we uh, here we get like a nice uh, touching scene actually, where uh, Arno asks Danny about his home because it did say earlier that uh, Danny told him he's from New York. I think yeah. Uh, but right here, he just says it sucks, and uh, just a little hint of what's to come. Arno's just like, you seem like you've done all right. Then a police helicopter comes into view and quickly closes in as it opens fire. <laughs> then he sees that the twins are in the chopper together. Arno grabs a cardboard box from the car and starts assembling a Stinger missile launcher <laughs> with, with Russian instructions. The twins close in with automatic fire, just enjoying the moment, as most henchmen do, without, you know, actually killing the guy. <laughs> um, yeah, it's like this says they're toying with him, shooting around them. Arnold pretty much just says, fuck it, tears the launcher apart because he can't figure out how to assemble it, <laughs> and throws the missile like a javelin at the tail rotor. <laughs> When I read that, I just stopped and just gave those guys a, a high five in the best spirit I could. Because uh, I absolutely love that so yeah, much. so good. Oh, man. And then, obviously, you know, boom, it hits. Uh, the twins share a uh-oh look as the helicopter uh, crashes into a nearby swimming pool, <laughs> which they swim away from. Uh, but back at the cliff, Arno flips out, ready to rampage. Uh, Danny steps back, pleading the guy to think ahead for once, like he just said. Especially uh, think ahead about keeping Jessica safe. Arno admits that they've done that before. <laughs> <laughs> 
used her as a hostage or whatever. Um, and then he says, with her safe, Arda can kill with impunity. <laughs> Page 72. Uh, Arno says, what's impunity? And Danny's like, it means you can shoot whoever you want. Arno says, impunity, I like that. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, we're definitely well over a halfway point, I believe. Yeah, we're almost three quarters. Yep. All right. <laughs> Don't remind me of a very unrelated line. I think he's a few cans short of a six-pack. <laughs> Interior, Beverly Center Mall, day. Arno and Danny speed around the massive parking lot uh, with Danny driving. Why did I say parking lot? Did I say parking lot? I didn't. It is a parking lot, though. I think they messed up their headings here because I kind of messed it up. Yeah, it says interior Beverly Center Mall. And then parking lot. So I guess it's the parking garage. Yeah, I think so. And Danny is driving for some reason. <laughs> no explanation or anything. I feel like a scene got cut or something. Like, I never got to drive before. But uh, anyway, uh place is just packed. Like, uh, we might have seen it before. Uh, Arna yells, I can never find a goddamn spot. <laughs> At last they find one, but a yuppie in a sports car cuts in first. Danny says, what an asshole. <laughs> and then Arno just scares the guy out of his space with the line. You just made a big mistake. <laughs> and then uh, they get the parking lot. They get the parking spot. <laughs> yeah, I don't know why I think I can act. I can't even <laughs> read correctly. <laughs> But yeah, that's uh, the big mistake. Finally got it in. You just made a big mistake. That's probably better. All right. Then the interior central atrium. Uh, this is the busy mall from the opening trailer that we just uh, watched at the beginning. Mm-hmm. He asks where Jessica works. Uh, top floor jewelry. In the glass elevator, Arno uh, spots the... Uh, there, correction. Uh, as they are in the elevator, Arno spots the uh, the twins uh, leading a battalion of mercs on the ground floor. Arno and Danny get to the top floor when Danny suddenly realizes this is the scene from the movie. <laughs> as he uh, uh, bumps into the stroller with the baby that Arno had ca- uh, caught before. Yeah. Danny buckles the kid in <laughs> and tells the mom to keep a better eye on her. Yep. This uh, this also feels like another um, time travel thing for some reason. Oh yeah, I don't know if you felt that way at all, but I just love how he's changing shit. Yeah, not even <laughs> worrying about whatever could happen. Yeah. Uh, interior Davidson Jewelers. Jessica listens to her Walkman <laughs> as she reads the magazine. Cop wife. The magazine for the women behind the men behind the badges. <laughs> Yes. Oh, man. <laughs> Love it. Uh, Arna tells her to leave and take oh, wait, his car. Wait, wait, wait. Hold on. It does say the cover story depicts a cop wife still dressed in her house apron, but now armed to the teeth with a necklace of deadly weapons. 
And there's a quote, <laughs> my husband got suspended, now I wear the badge. <laughs> a cop's wife story. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Oh, I love it. Yeah. Think of its own movie. <laughs> Go on. Um, yeah. Uh, Arno tells Jessica to leave and take his car. Jessica's confused by Arno taking Danny's advice uh, on this, but she goes along with it. Because why would you take a kid's advice and <laughs> all this stuff? But yeah, clearly um, uh, Danny is, um, you know, improving Arnold's um, thinking. Yeah. Unlike that sentence I just used. <laughs> Uh, interior mall hallway. Danny and Arno spot the three mercs uh, in the trailer get into the elevator. Unlike before, when they reach the top, uh, Arno has to take him out with his Beretta, not an assault rifle. With the line, much improved, <laughs> fourth floor, guns and ammo. <laughs> <laughs> um, there's no uh, baby stunt as the uh, mm-hmm. twins and Mercs surround the duo. Danny gets uh, Arno into the lingerie store after stealing some gum because he remembers it's crucial for the parking lot. <laughs> Danny even holds the clerk up with the line, big mistake. Because <laughs> <laughs> that would be another store, I think. Because uh, they cut it through the interior lingerie store mm-hmm. into the exterior parking lot, finally. Where Jessica just looks bored <laughs> until she hears the uh, car alarms blare and sees Arno and Danny exit the structure. Uh, she waits for them to get in and floors it. I like how they didn't have to repeat the whole thing. Yeah. Felt a little, you know, less redundant. Um, I just wonder how much stuff really changed. I know it's not important <laughs> in the slightest, yeah. but, you know. Interior car. Uh, Arno is amazed that Danny's plan worked <laughs> because it was his plan, but you know, we never got into that. <laughs> and uh, he wants to know what the, they should do next. Then Danny tells Jessica to pull over to the exterior Santa Monica. <laughs> wow. <laughs> oh, That's why I want to record my fake. <laughs> Santa Monica Beach, bro. <laughs> This exterior Santa Monica beachfront day. Uh, we have some filler dialogue of Danny being all like, you can't go home. That's where they'll get you. Because Jessica's just being a little stupid, even by yeah. bad action movie standards. <laughs> uh, then we cut to the actual pier itself. Um, just a rundown amusement park with uh, cheap food and horrible games. <laughs> Uh, Danny says they'll be safe here because Arnold and Jessica never come here. But since the bad guys always catch up, they'll call the police for backup. Which, uh, I liked it. <laughs> yeah. I liked the plan. Uh, now Jessica's pissed off that this is all she had to do to keep from being kidnapped so many times before. <laughs> uh, interior arcade tent. They're, you know, more like video game arcade than uh, carnival games. Yeah. Uh, there's still like air hockey and stuff in here. Uh, Jessica seems more and more annoyed by the overall setting <laughs> and just uh, leaves the boys and she goes off on her own. 
uh, Arno says that Decker is sending 30 cars and is just uh, loving his ice cream cone. Yeah. <laughs> I love I love Arno in this scene, how delighted he is. Yeah, seriously. Because it was at this point where I realized that he wasn't coming into the, you know, real world, like our, yeah. like the finished third act. So it's a little disappointing, but it was still nice to see him uh, just broaden his world in general. Yeah. You know. And, uh, yeah, they're playing air hockey with, uh, yeah, Arno's just, like, having so much fun. Like, it's <laughs> ridiculous. Yeah, it's a really good scene. Uh, he says he never had time for this stuff like this. And uh, he'd just like to do this more often with Jessica. Because the only time they see each other is during a getaway or <laughs> when she has to patch his wounds. Uh, Arno also says he never wanted a kid because that would be one more target for his enemies to use against him. Which, yeah, that's another pretty good layer for him, I mm-hmm. thought. Yeah. You know, considering he's supposed to be a caricature, this is where they really start to, you know, beef him up. Yeah. Um, exterior Pier Day. Arno gets another ice cream and tells Danny he's a smart <laughs> kid and his parents must be proud. Uh, Danny gets a little quiet at this and, uh, you know, he says that this all reminds him of his father who died of cancer. He used to take him to Coney Island. Uh, he admits he's jealous of Arno because he at least gets to um, <clears throat> unleash some vengeance against anyone who hurts his family. It kind of reminded me of uh, Kick-Ass. <laughs> he's like, don't expect a revenge story from my mom. She died from a brain aneurysm. <laughs> But, uh, yeah, anyway, uh, I think Arno's trying to, yeah, steer him away from that, but it doesn't really work because, uh, they're interrupted by some bad guys who shoot their ice cream cones out of their hands. Uh, then the men, well, man and young man run into the arcade tent again, where the crowd just, uh, disperses as Arno and Danny crawl into the games table, game tables. To hide from uh, five gunmen. Uh, Danny reminds Arno that he's out of ammo. Which, if he never said that, he would have had plenty. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> uh, Arno rolls over to the ski balls and starts pitching them at the gunmen until they're all down. <laughs> so ridiculous. Yep. Like, being out of ammo is really going to stop them. <laughs> Uh, one more shows up, but Arno grabs a puck from the air hockey table and takes him out. Uh, let's move, Danny. But Danny is missing. Exterior pier. Oh, man, it gets so ridiculous. <laughs> uh, a gunman drags Danny out into the open. Jules and Jim are waiting just outside of the arcane tent's uh, exit, uh, ordering Danny to yell for Arno. Call to John now. <laughs> That's exactly what I thought. <laughs> That's why we're best friends. <laughs> it has uh, to be a reference to that movie. Like, there's no way. Oh, that'd be so great. Uh, it probably can't be, though. Some of these movies came out well after 91. That's true, actually. <laughs> now that I think about it, like, this movie came out, like... Or, like, this script was written before Terminator 2. Yeah. So, oh, yeah. hmm. 
Okay. Anyway. <laughs> I mean, an Arnold movie is an Arnold movie. It's, yeah. It's not, maybe maybe uh, James Cameron was like a <laughs> potential director for this, and he's like, ah, kid <laughs> teaming up with Arnold Schwarzenegger. Then ah, that's a good idea. And then he wrote Terminator 2. <laughs> I was thinking, oh, I'd love to do this, but I got to do that fucking uh, wax shit for the Spider-Man movie. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> I would love to see him being like, oh, no, I got to do the Spider-Man thing. <laughs> <laughs> Just the biggest waste of his life. <laughs> anyway, um, Danny won't yell for help. Uh, so the gunman shoves Danny uh, to the ground, just like, you know, roughing him up. That's when Danny hears a heavy clank in his book bag. He remembers. <laughs> then uh, Jim says, <laughs> I don't know if this is a typo or if it's supposed to be his accent, but uh, Jim says, go ahead, kill him. <laughs> the- <laughs> It's it's K E E L. Well, yeah, because up in uh, Jules's line, he says, "Call to him." <laughs> I must have missed it. <laughs> it's hilarious. I wish there was more of that, though. Yeah, I don't know. It's they like don't really that. say a whole lot, so. Yeah, I guess not. It's like the de- typical uh, action movies where you make fun of someone for being different, right? <laughs> pointless but it's funny for some reason because they're different yeah anyway uh (laughs) so the gunman is ready to uh kill danny on the spot he says so long kid (laughs) and danny just says bye asshole and he grabs his uh porcelain gun from the backpack and literally (laughs) literally blows the gunman into dust yeah I had to reread that because I'm like, <laughs> it hits him with dust? No, it blows him up into dust. No gore or anything, I believe. It yeah, just, it just reduces him to a I, little cloud of <laughs> bad guy. Dust, yeah. yeah. I'm like, okay, they took a very different turn <laughs> here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, the way this goes now would have been... Such a horrible third act. I'm oh, yeah. Really glad they didn't do this. Um, then two more guys run at Danny, but another one just gets evaporated on the spot. <laughs> uh, but then the second one grabs Danny's hand. Also, which, why you went. At this point, the gun is glowing. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I was. That's actually right next to here. Um, I was going to read that. The second gunman grabs Danny's hand which Danny notices that his skin seems to be glowing like he's in Technicolor and everything else is in sepia tone, which I just, I didn't care for that at all. Yeah. Cause I'm like, what are you going for here? Uh, anyway, the bad guy punches Danny across the face, but he's fine. And then Danny returns the favor by shoving the guy who flies at least a hundred feet backwards. <laughs> So, yeah, just for no reason, Danny gets the uh, macho superpowers out of nowhere. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I'm really glad they changed this. Yeah. But I, I, I like way, that I'm glad they went the opposite <laughs> direction and depowered yes. the guy from the movie. 
Right. Exactly. Because then we cut to Arno, who's holding his own against a dozen other fighters. <laughs> uh, he has a brief break in the action to see Danny and say, Danny, what's happened to you? You're glowing. Which, it just sounds like a, <laughs> you know. Hey, sugar. Yeah. Uh, more men rush in. Arno tells Danny to get behind him. But then Danny says, no, you get behind me. <laughs> Kaboom. I did like that. Yeah. That's another uh, slate wiping moment. <laughs> Everything seems quiet until they see the twins kidnap Jessica and drive away. So the plan didn't even work at all. Yep. <laughs> For good reason, though, we find out later. They start running, uh, but Arno stops. Maybe we should wait for backup. What, are you kidding me? They got your wife. It's personal now. We got to kick ass. <laughs> Come on, come on, let's go. (laughs) It really worked because my voice is kind of scratchy. (laughs) Exterior, L.A. streets. That's all you have to say to set up something. Yeah. Day. Still daytime. Okay, I do like the next part. I lied. (laughs) Uh, You probably know what I'm talking about. Uh, Arno and Danny are about three blocks behind the other four cars of bad guys. That's four cars of bad guys are chasing now. Uh, Arno expresses his concern with Danny's gun and glowing skin. Danny thinks he's just jealous because he feels great. Uh, That's not a quote. I just said that for some reason. Uh, Then after uh, a bunch of swerving and whatnot, uh, Danny thinks he's going to (laughs) vomit. As he leans over the edge, he sees two two workers walking down an alley with a (laughs) huge pane of glass. Oh, I love this so much. Yeah. Yeah. Danny yells for Arno to follow them through an alley. Uh, they do follow. They have to follow on foot out into a street filled with <laughs> typical car chase obstacles, uh, fruit carts, garbage cans, uh, student driver car, <laughs> and uh, 18-wheeler, of course, et cetera, et cetera. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> as soon as I saw the guys with the, the glass, it was yeah. like, Yep. Because <laughs> <laughs> I feel like this showed up in another movie. Or did it show up in the final um, at, at all? No, this wasn't in the final movie. Uh, I feel like this I, showed up in like uh, Police Squad or something. Yeah. I I think it it is in... Yeah, I know it is in something. Um, trying to remember. So there's like the two guys with the glass. They're walking back and forth. And... <laughs> yeah. Wow, I can't remember what that is. I don't know. It might not be that original. Yeah. Just, just thinking. I mean, I, I still loved reading. It, oh yeah, but... it was still funny. Oh yeah. Um. So Arna's like, I don't get it, but Danny's just like, trust me, bad guys will be here any minute. And sure enough, <laughs> uh, the Carl's barrel through the pane of glass, the, a fire hydrant, and just everything just gets wrecked to shit. <laughs> uh, then uh, the car, the cars see the uh, 18-wheeler ahead uh, closing off the road, uh, but they'll just have, they'll, it looks like they'll just have enough time to make it through. 
Uh, except Danny points a gun at the truck driver and says, back up faster. <laughs> and I think he, the driver has a line like, if I do, then they won't be able to make it or something like that. But I don't know. It just felt like an extra was like <laughs> in character. I, I liked it. Yeah. Because some of these lines, it's like, uh, it's like the uh, the characters are just fully aware of what's going on. <laughs> Yeah, but they have to go with it. Uh, anyway, uh, the four cars come to a violent stop as uh, the truck, you know, cuts them off completely. Uh, and then uh, fifteen mercenaries get out with their guns drawn. Danny tells Arno to go around the other side of the truck and they'll flank him. Except Arno realizes that Danny has his gun for no reason. <laughs> I mean, they try to set set it up that Danny just wanted to see what the gun was like or something. But anyway, Arno doesn't have a gun, and the twins see this. Uh, but during this, Danny blasts everyone else away with his hand cannon and Arno's Beretta until he saves Jessica. Then on the other side of the truck, the twins knock out Arno <laughs> and uh, get away. Danny gets Jessica to safety as they see the, dri- the twins drive away. No! <laughs> Uh, yeah. What'd you think of this? I like how they kidnap Arno. It's a <laughs> nice. I don't know. It felt a little redundant to me. Yeah. I mean, it's not. I guess in the long run. But um, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I can see that. I mean, when you're getting into the the third act, I guess this is when things start to get a little sloppy. Yeah. Because I'm not sure if they planned all of this. <laughs> Obviously, you know where I'm going with this. Yeah. But uh, anyway, uh, cut back to Arno's Arsenal. Arno's Arsenal. <laughs> yeah. I like the sound of that. Uh, Danny. <laughs> I, I wish they would have like included an actual montage, but it just starts with Danny. <laughs> uh, finish tying his uh, combat boots. <laughs> <laughs> He just head to toe with uh, weapons and camo paint. Yeah, like pretty much commando, but a fifteen year old kid. Mm-hmm. Uh, we also see that he's glowing even brighter. Which yeah, I'm not. I'm really not digging that. Yeah. Uh, interior living room. Jessica lies on her back, nursing a bruise with an ice pack. Uh, she tells Danny that Arno's being held by a hundred grown men, and he doesn't have a chance. And then he's just like, oh, we're going. <laughs> what do you need me for? I can't drive. <laughs> Except he just drove like three pages ago. It had to be a typo uh, or something. I don't know. I hope so, because I really like this. Uh, I, I like that one line, I can't drive. Yeah. That's why I need you. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, interior, Decker's office, night. Decker looks anxious and lights up when the phone rings. Answers. You're joking. When are you going to kill him? What about some torture? Perfect. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, I think it's page 96 or something. Yep. Uh, the chief gets a celebratory drink. Exterior parking lot. A little tipsy. Decker makes his way to his car. Uh, Danny shows up with a gun to Decker's head. 
I know you set us up. Who told you? You're the old Vietnam buddy. The old Vietnam buddy always betrays you. <laughs> and he also uh, says a big oh. mistake. Oh, does he? Yeah, another one. <laughs> uh, Danny gets Decker into Jessica's car and tells him to take them to Id's place. And Jessica just still seems annoyed with yeah. the whole thing. <laughs> that she has to do something, I guess. <laughs> oh, man. I was not ready for this, though. Even though he is the old Vietnam buddy. Yeah. Yeah, any thoughts on that? Not particularly. Yeah, because it's like, man, how is... Did they already know where he is, or how are they going to find him? But then, you know, just using that movie knowledge again. Yeah. I, I liked it. For the most part. Because then we cut to the interior abandoned movie studio. This is so weird, because I just played uh, and finished Arkham Knight. Mm. And uh, part of that game is in an abandoned movie set. <laughs> a lot like this. Like, a lot like this. <laughs> anyway, um... Arno's arms are chained overhead with guards everywhere. Uh, Jules asks Jim if the power is ready. Uh, yes, Jules, I have channeled the master power unit into this one dangerously loose wire. <laughs> Which I really thought they were setting up like, you know, a plot device for Arno to use. Yeah, but it turns I, out don't, just being I don't know. Sarcastic assholes. <laughs> Didn't care for it. Yeah, it was very strange. Yeah, un- very unnecessary. Mm-hmm. Anyway, uh, they also dunk Arno's feet into a bucket of water and then hit him with the uh, said loose wire. Arno convulses but refuses to scream. Don't give him the pleasure. <laughs> uh, Mr. Id enters to verbally torment Arno. Uh, he tells him that Frank's death was a mistake because he was wearing Arno's marine hat. I couldn't help but laugh at that. Yeah. <laughs> like, are you fucking serious? <laughs> oh. Anyway, uh, Jules starts uh, pressing a hot iron into Arno's chest just before an explosion roars nearby. And then, uh, <laughs> fucking Danny. Through mm-hmm. a blown out wall, Danny rolls in on a camera dolly. Yeah. <laughs> the smoking bazooka barrel. I loved it. Yeah. Because this is, uh, you know, I, despite the uh, glowing and yeah, whatever, mm. um, having this climax in a movie set. Yeah. Yeah, I think just uh, a great way to start tying everything up. Mm-hmm. Uh, so he, uh, he tries to sound cool as the uh, and then make the bad guys run for cover. I forget what his line was. I didn't write it. But. Well, <laughs> it's, uh, hey, you twin buttheads, you can kiss my ass two times. <laughs> That's why I didn't write it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then Danny breaks out the compound bow. Uh, everyone takes aim as Danny releases an arrow, which explodes which explodes into the massive catwalk slash uh, lighting bridge overhead. Apparently everyone was up there ready for him because that <laughs> takes out everyone. Yep. Uh, then top class Merc shows up and chokes Danny from behind. He is titled top <laughs> class Merc. Yep. Uh, Danny takes him out with a reverse headbutt because, 
you know, <laughs> God mode, I guess. Yeah. Uh, two more come charging through the smoke. Uh, Danny tries to pull Die Hard, <laughs> the uh, with the gun taped over his back, yep. but he taped it too far down. <laughs> now my it question is: work. if he taped it, how can he not get back to it? Right. <laughs> and he's just, he's supposed to be loaded with all these weapons. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, down to the last resort. <laughs> oh, but anyway, um. Uh, it's not that much of an inconvenience because he just takes out the next guy with the elbow to the temple. Mm-hmm. And then the other guy runs away, which is natural, and mm-hmm. I laughed. I stopped laughing because Danny smiled and shot him in the back. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, um, what? <laughs> <laughs> this took a different turn. Because uh, it's it's actually a pretty powerful scene, I will admit. Yeah. Because um, I summarized it here, real, uh, very abridged. But um, uh, Danny actually like takes his time, smiling, and taking the time to aim mm-hmm. uh, with the laser, I believe, right? Yep. And uh, actually, Arno at this point is just like, no, no, don't do it. And he's running away. He, like he doesn't have time to talk Danny out of it because, bam. Yeah. Um, you know. I thought it was really powerful with uh, Arno saying, no, you know, just some mercy. Yeah. So this is a pretty good uh, character work, I will say. Mm-hmm. And then uh, Danny aims the uh, Beretta at Arno, who starts freaking the fuck out. <laughs> because the laser is just uh, crawling over his chest to his face. But then finally to his wrists, which feels unnecessary to, you know... Yeah. Try and uh, make that tense. Uh, and then, bam, Arno's free. And he tells Danny, good job, but he didn't have to kill that last guy. <laughs> Danny just ignores it and uh, catches Arno up with the uh, Decker situation and leads him into the interior hallway filled with uh, costumes and backdrops or whatever. Uh, two gunshots sound off. Uh Danny grabs a grenade and asks Arno how his uh, curveball is. <laughs> uh, further down the hallway is, uh, a, you know, a very dark scene, I should have probably said, because uh, we couldn't see where the gunshots came from. Uh, the twins are with a few guards. Uh, they're, I love how many of them there are, and they're backing off <laughs> away from the other two. Yeah. <laughs> and they're firing as they go until a grenade bounces around the corner <laughs> to mm-hmm. the group. Of course, the twins uh, duck away just in time for boom. Arnold and Danny run right in after the explosion and then start chasing the twins. Danny says they have to split them up, to which uh, Arno shoots uh, another explosive arrow, which divides them at a fork. Which I, li- I like movie rules, so Arno is like, Back to full strength yeah. already. Uh, Arno and Danny move in. Uh, Arno wants Danny to be careful and to just show some mercy. And he's just like, are you okay, Arno? Because, you know, like he's the weird one for not wanting to kill people. Yeah. <laughs> uh, loading dock. Jim climbs a bunch of crates towards an air duct. <laughs> I loved it. Because <laughs> that's such a movie escape. Yeah. Then uh, Arnie yells, 
Come down from there, Jules. I don't want to kill you. I'm Jim, you overgrown American idiot. <laughs> and then he starts shooting at Arno just very wildly and angrily. And then Arno just like, okay, doesn't flinch as he walks over and <laughs> just kicks a crate down to, you know, like a chain reaction, to which the Jim falls into, the debris. Okay. Then we cut to the uh, old western town set. Jules bursts in and darts for the saloon, which is just a stand up. <laughs> <laughs> so he's just behind a you know a flat against a solid wall. Then he looks out the uh, the glassless window to see Danny enter with the porcelain gun. I kind of want the gun. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> uh, with a wide smile, Danny randomly blows up the saloon. And follows Jules to the bank, and then a few others just blam, 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 uh, until Jules stops in the jail. Which you'll remember, Danny said, "How many of your bad guys make it to jail alive?" <laughs> I don't know if they tried that or not, but I, I clapped. Yeah. You know, just. <laughs> <clears throat> and then, uh, you know, it doesn't matter because bam, uh, Danny does shoot. And causes Jules to be buried under a pile of uh, loose wooden debris. I don't know about you, but I thought that was pretty, uh, you know. I know there's a word I'm looking for. Um, not ironic, but, you know, symbolic or something. Yeah, I got you. It's one in, it's one in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> Back at the loading dock, uh, Arno pushes some crates aside until he finds Jim with a twisted neck. Arno closes Jim's eyes and leaves. With a uh, stay on Jim, and then his eyes pop open. It's so ridiculous. The bad guy always gets back up. <laughs> uh, Western set, uh, Jules is now crawling out of uh, the debris. And, uh, you know, cocks his gun. And then he looks up to Danny, who says, Thought I left, didn't you? <laughs> You're the second most evil bad guy. And the second most evil bad guy always comes back to kill you at the end. <laughs> and then Danny blows him away. Yep. I'm just like, man. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't, I really didn't know where they were taking this, but, uh, you know. Yeah. I I think I appreciate it, but not nearly as much as the final product. Yeah. Obviously. I think I like the message of the final movie more. Yeah. Much better. Uh, Back, oh, not back. New, interior, old horror movie set. Uh, Stalactites, stalagmites, cages, empty pits. It's kind of like someone turned off the light switch of hell, I think. (laughs) Yeah. That's how I imagined it. Um, Arno fires a random shot and calls out Id. Uh, the man laughs off screen and then, uh, Arno just spins in a random direction, direction and, uh, blasts away some cover to which Id is just like so chill. <laughs> He's like, you knew just where to look. Uh, Arno asks where the drugs are. Uh, Id points to a random covered pit. Arno asks what the drug money was for. Page 110. Eric, let's do this. I love this so much. <laughs> it's so ridiculous. 
right. Where are we starting? Where are we going? Wait, one. I think 110. Okay. All right, where are you starting? Okay, well, first of all, do you want to be Id or Arno? Um, I'll be Id. Okay, awesome. Okay. <laughs> yeah, start with uh, the drugs are nothing. Oh, okay. The drugs are nothing. They were simply the means to an end. And what was that? Funding hostile rebels in Central America? Bribing government officials? Maybe a senator? My, what an active imagination. It was much simpler than that. We were only selling the drugs to make money. We used the money to buy guns. We needed the guns to kill you. But why? Why would you want me dead? You interfered with our drug operations. But you were only selling the drugs so you could kill me. Precisely. So, if I hadn't been there stopping you, you wouldn't have been selling the drugs. How perceptive. <laughs> <laughs> it was so ridiculous and childish, I couldn't believe I was reading it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. And, uh, yeah, that's so great. Because, you know, obviously it's set up that, you know, every, every, you know, Danny's just like, it has to be a conspiracy or something. Yeah. But it just gets boiled down so to the point. It's, it's so simple. <laughs> oh, there's no, like, fancy background. Arno, like, boiled this guy's face off with acid. Yep. And, uh. He wants to kill him, <laughs> and he <laughs> just—I love it. Mm-hmm. Uh, so uh, Id taunts Arno some more. Um, he's like, "Yeah, go ahead, blow up the drugs and kill me. That's what you do." And then Arno says, uh, "No." Then he drops his rocket launcher. There's been enough killing. Uh, just then, Decker <laughs> brings in Jessica at gunpoint. Uh, Decker lets Arno know that he's. Not the only crooked cop. In fact, the whole precinct chipped in with a bake sale. <laughs> oh, man. I just love <laughs> a bake sale. Because <laughs> they all wanted to help fund uh, Id to help kill Arno. <laughs> oh, man. I loved it so much. Yeah. Then uh, Jessica breaks free and talks about how sh- how sick she is of all this. She tells everyone to settle their scores without her. Uh, it's actually fairly touching. I liked her dialogue here. Yeah. Um, but here's just the ending for everybody. It's, um, I'm sorry, Arno, but we never really knew each other anyway. Goodbye. And then she exits. Uh, it was actually like kind of funny dialogue up to that point. But, uh, <laughs> you know, here and there, serious. But Yeah. Yeah. It, I liked it. And uh, it just laughs at the whole thing. He loves it. He loves it, too. Um, then Arno, um, you know, I think Decoroy told him, like, why he hates him so much. Mm-hmm. But Arno's just like, uh, uh, he tells Decker he'll quit and he'll never have to look at him again. He even says he'll uh, drop his gun first because they're in, like, a Mexican standoff situation. <laughs> and uh, Decker says... 
Oh, I know that one, Hotshot. You got one taped to your back. <laughs> <laughs> and then Id tells Decker to shoot. Uh, to which Arno does not make a move to shoot back at all. But all, all the same. Kaboom! Danny had just killed Decker <laughs> with the uh, the porcelain gun. And then Id slips away. Danny tries to get Arno moving to get after the man, but Arno just kneels by Decker's gun and badge as there's literally nothing else. And he says, he was a good man, Danny. He cursed a lot. <laughs> and I didn't understand what he was saying all the time, but he meant well. <laughs> uh, but Danny isn't getting it. He just, uh, he wants to finish Id now. Uh, Arno finally realizes he's just part of an unending cycle of violence, and he's done killing. Then, uh, well, what about Frank? It was an accident. He wasn't even my cousin. <laughs> it's such a ridiculous reveal. Yeah. Oh. But then uh, Danny just freaks out some more and says he'll just have to kill Id himself. Arno tries to stop Danny, but Danny is too strong now as he just... Uh, pushes him away. Then Jim enters with his, uh, you know, crooked neck and shoots Arno down into a pit, like a few shots in the chest, I believe, or just one is what it looks like anyway. Uh, then Danny blasts Jim away and then runs to the pit's edge where Arno's body lies a long way down. Danny screams and runs out after id. Whew. Ah, you know, I remember him taking, you know, a few hits on the rooftop and, you know, almost dying. <laughs> that seemed like, uh, it seemed pretty final here. Yeah. It's, uh, taking off guard a little bit. Cause I know we're like a few pages away from the end. And they're like, they're in the movie. Yeah. Like in the, in the movie, <laughs> uh, <laughs> like, you know, when he's out in the real world, he gets yeah. shot, and then it's like, oh, no, he might actually die, and then they have to take him back into the movie to get him healed up. All right. But here, it's like, well, they're already in the movie, so it's not like they can just... <laughs> right, right. You know, guard him back in. Oh, what was uh, what was Charles Dance's character's name? I can't believe I can't remember it. Um, <sighs> anyway... Um. Man, there's so many questions I have about that movie. Do you think he was an expert shot in the real world because he was in the movie, or do you think he still would miss? I don't know. They don't really. He doesn't really shoot anybody from a long distance, right? Hmm. Anyway, exterior studio grounds. It runs in a panic. Remember, he has a cane, so he's limping and shit too. His name was Benedict, by the way. Benedict. Yes. Can't believe I didn't remember that. He's like one of my favorite villains. <laughs> anyway, uh, as it runs away, uh, his bandages start unraveling because, you know, it's almost the end. <laughs> yep. Got a uh, reveal. That's right. Uh, which is, you know, still interesting because we know there's no grand history behind them. Yeah. I don't know. I still liked how this turned out for the most part 
Yeah. Uh, Danny pursues him past some old movie houses, like uh, old L.A. theaters, I guess, like back in the day. Mm-hmm. There's some names in there, but it doesn't mean anything to me. Interior <laughs> pit. Uh, Arno's fist clenches. He wakes up atop the large pile of cocaine. <laughs> Turns out Id was not lying. Exterior, Hollywood Boulevard. Danny follows the trail of gauze to a decrepit, abandoned movie theater. Boom. Danny blows apart the front doors and enters the interior lobby. It ducks behind the concession stand. Danny blows that up. <laughs> Wait, well, you still don't see the man's face, I'll clarify. Uh, and then he chases the man into the middle of the theater. Uh, Danny looks up at the ceiling, realizing he's in the interior Asmodian. Oh, I really like this, man. I'm not going <laughs> to lie. Just this whole transition. I really yeah. liked it. Uh, but it's in even worse shape than before, which I thought was interesting. Mm-hmm. Here I am, Danny. Fucking Lester walks out into the open, <laughs> removing the last bit of bandages from his face. Here's your chance, Danny. Make up for everything in one shot. It just, oh man. It's so weird. Like, I didn't really know <laughs> what he was expecting Danny to do. Yeah. I wasn't like, quite sure about his like reason for wanting Danny to kill him. Right. Or is he even like really in the movie? Like did he go into the movie? Or it was all was, a dream. <laughs> was he already a part of the movie? Like I don't know. Well it's really I, not made clear. Not at all. But, you know, I think there's a point to that. Um, not that I'm going to pretend to know, but I think I have a vague idea. Um, anyway, um, Arno yells for Danny to stop. Uh, he just pulls himself up to the front row to just sit down because he can't go any further. He begs, begs Danny not to fall into the same cycle of vengeance as him. Uh, I think it's a pretty awesome scene as Danny mm-hmm. finally lowers the gun and doesn't take the shot. Yeah. And then he just tries to help Arno get up. <laughs> and then, uh, you know, if it wasn't trippy enough, Lester starts spewing fire and uh, <laughs> turns to a giant. <laughs> yeah. And he's, yeah. Yeah. Obviously, he's Satan, I think. Yeah. And uh, that makes you know, sense because, yeah. I don't know what else could be going on. Uh, he's just yelling, use the gun, Danny. That was the agreement. So I'm thinking just, you know, the sim- wow. the symbolism of shooting Lester would be enough to uh, do something to Danny, like get his yeah. soul or some shit, I imagine. Obviously, just uh, what I thought was happening, but <laughs> like yeah. you said, there's no clarification to what would happen. Because... Uh, Herbert Gold. That's why I want to look up the guy's name to see if uh, something yeah. really happened. Anyway, uh, then the whole theater begins exploding as Danny and Arno run for the center of the screen where the split is. Uh, and then, uh, yep, cut to black. I loved it. I love that transition mm-hmm. of uh, as much as I love the ticket and like uh, going through the wall. 
Yeah. And then, you know, it's like, oh, that purple light and shit. This, uh, cut to black. I love the minimalistic <laughs> stuff like that. Yeah. Because I'm like, oh, man. Woof. That's mm-hmm. awesome. And then uh, interior Asmodian. Uh, everything is back to normal. Danny is sitting in his uh, original seat. And he looks up to see the credits rolling over a burning theater. Mm-hmm. Uh, on the screen, Lester watches Danny with no expression. Like, that, uh, right now, that's giving me goosebumps. <laughs> it gave me goosebumps the first time I read it and just thinking about that image. Yeah. Very good stuff. Uh, then he ultimately collapses into the burning wreckage that he caused. Uh, Danny scans the screen, <laughs> uh, but then the fire just consumes everything on the in the movie. Uh you know, cut the white screen, I imagine it did. And then Danny exits. I don't know if I just walk out after that. <laughs> he just seems like he has no emotion here. Yeah. I don't know if it's he's supposed to be dumbfounded or whatever. It's obviously not a, just a dream. Yeah. You know, he didn't just wake up. Because <laughs> <laughs> uh, obviously Lester was on the screen. There's no mm. way he could mistake that for... A baloney-induced nightmare. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Exterior. Times Square. Pre-dawn? Question mark I put. Uh, whatever I type, I will read. Mm-hmm. Danny walks out of the theater and tries to get a grip of what the fuck just happened. Uh, 8th Avenue. You know where that is. <laughs> I feel like I could write a New York script. Just be like, yeah, seven. Throw out random uh, names, yeah. uh, street names out there. Yeah, Twenty Six oh, Avenue. Yeah. yeah, remember that place? I know the place. <laughs> anyway, uh, Danny quickly uh, walks past the sleazy bars, uh, sex shops, etc., until he uh, finally just breaks to an all-out run. Cut to an uh, interior subway car. Uh, Danny sits quietly as the train comes above ground and he scans the borough of Queens. And there just happens to be a uh, a corpse beside him in a gray suit with gray hair. I made it up. That's Vincent from Collateral. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I saw no reaction on you. I'm like, okay, we're done. <laughs> I was looking back at the script like, wait a minute. <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember that part. I didn't write that down. I just came up with that. Uh, exterior graveyard. Oof. Uh, I really like this. Yeah. Uh, Danny catches his breath until he reaches a certain gravestone. And it's like every tear he's ever held back on this day just comes out now. Oh, man. I was just reading this. I was just like, I'm still getting goosebumps because of how yeah. much I love it. There's, like, no dialogue at all. It just, you know, you're taking an actor and you're putting them through the worst day of their life. Yeah. It's just pure, pure emotion. I love it. Mm-hmm. And then uh, eventually uh, his mother's hand reaches out to his shoulder and, uh, you know, she starts crying with him as the uh, sun starts to rise. I thought, man, that's a great way to end that. And then we cut back to the theater, 
Arno fucking Slater rises from the front row seats. <laughs> no wounds or anything. Completely healthy. Then exterior Times Square, Arno smiles broadly before tossing his Beretta into a nearby garbage can <laughs> and walks away. The end. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. man. It's it's awesome in its own way, for sure. Yeah. But uh, not nearly as um, meaningful, I think, as the movie. Yeah. I think this one, the tone is a little more back and forth, more yeah. so than the movie. I feel like there's not... I'll, there might be more emotion in this script overall. Mm. Um, but yeah, as far as like finding a meaning or a theme, uh, I don't think it really nailed anything down. Yeah. That it should like, have. Was... Like it, it goes too far into being a parody for it to like really strike home with the message that they're trying to send, I think. Yeah, definitely. I'm definitely glad I read it for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Give Pretty it a good. rating, I guess. <laughs> um let's see. I don't think there's give too it. much else to say about it. Yeah. I don't know. I'll give it a three out of five, I guess. Uh I might go three and a half. I really enjoyed some of the lines and well, some of the lines. <laughs> and uh basically the character moments I thought they were pretty great yeah yeah there's definitely some good stuff in here oh definitely cause this is one of those things where I feel like I've seen like like the uh the obstacles with the cars mhm I you know I can't tell if they uh borrowed that from someone else or if they I mean it fit so well I can't imagine them being like <laughs> oh man I'm, let's just throw this in there yeah you, you know what I mean so I think they did a pretty damn good job. Just mm-hmm. a few things to hold them back. Obviously, first script. Yeah. So yeah, three and a half is pretty generous, I think. Yeah. Yeah. It's so hard to like find a ending quote. <laughs> hey, I got I mine. Just... I got mine ready. <laughs> okay. I got mine all set to go. Because I could just say anything from the chief. <laughs> <laughs> Man, I can't think of anything. I mean, just reading the dialogue of you sold the drugs to get money to kill me. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's enough for me, I think. But uh, uh I really wanted to do that, but I can't I couldn't find one I like liked. So what do you got? All right. Well, I'm Eric and I've got the media hounds doing the Thomas Flair three day feet up my cornhole, the ACLU whitewater rafting down Fudge River Canyon. I'm this close to getting kicked out of my sweaty petards without a pension. And you ask me why? <laughs> I shit you not. Is that page 113? Yes. <laughs> I wrote that down for my quote, but I thought, no, I can't say that. You yeah. could take his next line. He has some good stuff in there. 
ridiculous. Oh, I'm looking. I'm looking. Oh, yeah. <laughs> because you're a ball-peen jack-a-menace-slater, that's why. Because I've slurped about all the cock toasting I could take from your poon factors. <laughs> he takes a beat to think for a second. <laughs> and you take the shingles off the monkey stick. <laughs> Uh, yes. That's perfectly summarized whenever the next line is Jessica. This is moronic. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. Oh, man. That's great. Yeah. Oh, yeah. What are we doing next time? (laughs) I know we just talked about this at the beginning, but I really want to see how Pitch Black turned out. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah, it'd be really great. I mean, knowing you didn't have Vin Diesel. Oh, yeah. Because I just watched uh, Furious 7 again. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Did you watch it by any chance? No, I didn't get to see that one. Oh, man. There's this... <laughs> uh, he's fighting uh, Vin... Uh, it's Vin Diesel fighting Jason Statham at the end. Mm-hmm. Where they had this line about, oh, this is a street fight. And then... uh. Like this rocket or something hits this uh, uh, this parking garage they're fighting in, and then Vin Diesel's thing about a street fight is the street always wins. Then he stomps the ground and causes a mini earthquake <laughs> that that grabs Jason Statham <laughs> to a pit. I'm just like, that is the shittiest one-liner I've ever heard him use. Oh, So, yeah, I'd like to see how Pitch Black was uh, before he had a chance to uh, make it his. All right. We'll give it a shot. That's just, yeah, what I was thinking. Cool with me. Yep. And always remember to listen to... <laughs> Matt, Mike, and the movies. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's all I got. <laughs> all so, right. Uh, thanks for listening. <laughs>